He checked. Anxious. Was Sadius there? Yes, he sat only a little ways from father and the king. Okay, so maybe maybe Sadius is not dueling him right away, so that's interesting. Adolin narrowed his eyes, remembering the crushing moment of realization when he'd seen Sadius's armies retreating from the tower. That steadied him. He'd stewed long about that betrayal, and it was time, finally, to do something. The doors across from him opened, and four men in shardplate strode out. Heroes of presents Stormpod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. Book Two, Words of Radiance. Spoiler warning for chapters 55 and 56. It's just a reminder to make sure that you've read the chapters and you're up to date or that you've picked the right episode. You definitely don't want to get spoiled on this one. We are doing a live read. The second chapter in this episode is going to be a full live read of the entire chapter. You guys asked for it and White Spine Uncaged full live read. Also, don't forget to check out our store with Tee Public. You'll find it in the show notes. There are hoodies, t-shirts. I really love the baseball shirt with the black sleeves, the old 70s style, like dazed and confused style shirt with our big logo on the front. I absolutely love it. It's amazing. I might actually have to get a couple of stickers for my laptop. So yeah, make sure you go check out Tee Public. The uh, link will be in the show notes. And more than anything else, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q, and you know, he always... Oh. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. It's me. It's Jack. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> D- did you not expect me up here on, the, on, this, uh, on this carriage ride? No, I, I, I'm, I'm literally three characters right now going, oh, it's you. This, uh, this, oh, oh, it's you, is it? Yeah, yeah. And then he says, yeah, everyone has a really good job of recognizing me today. <laughs> recognizing me today. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a cool chapter this is. 55, the rules of the game. So great. Um, we get wit to uh, shows up surprisingly in this one, which was awesome. Just completely and random. I, and I finally realized who he is to me now, which I have to thank one of our earliest patrons, uh, Ari Zhu, for this, because I finally, so she had suggested uh, amongst several TV shows, I think we, we were talking, this was a while ago, about things to check out, and I checked out this show at her request, or not, or at her recommendation, called Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I started watching the show, and I've watched the show, and the 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 actor who plays the lead, which is Lucifer, mm-hmm. is fantastic. He's, right, he's really, great. really good. Yeah, I checked out the first and, season, and it's good. And and the way the way he plays it, I find is very wit like. Like wit could really be like that. Oh, for sure. So I, anyway, so now for me, wit is uh, got this sort of uh, devilish kind of sort of charm to him for me now so it's really affected my so thanks Arizu for that because I think it fits well it may not be for everyone's wit but that's uh currently what I'm rocking when I was uh 
reading this one today. You know what I you know what I, how I feel about Wit? I I, I feel like a hmm. young Gene Wilder could play Wit, like a Willy Wonka <laughs> Gene Wilder. Willy Wonka Wilder. Well, we, uh, like Willy Wonka in that movie is all knowing and also playing stupid, right? And that's kind of what Wit's like. Wit's like kind of playing yeah. bumbling while knowing everything. And he says in this chapter, He's, like, I wish I, I wish I would know. I know almost everything, and it's the almost that always gets me. Like that's a Willy Wonka I, line. Yeah. For me, I, I, yeah, not, not so much. I, I, like he's, he's more stabby. He's more stabby than Willy Wonka. Mm. He's, uh, a little more insulting and, uh, it's got that salt in the wound part of him. That's, you know, like he, and, and it really remains to be seen whether he's doing it intentionally or not, but, but let's, let's dive into this dialogue because it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, the beginning, the considerable abilities of the skybreakers for making such amounted to an almost divine skill. For which no specific surge or spren grants capacity, but however the order came to such an aptitude, the fact of it was real and acknowledged even by their rivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like so the Skybreakers. So divine, like... Yeah they, yeah, they were able to do something. It's It sounds like they were able to do something that no surge or spren grants. Or spren, but, right. But that they, they were so good at whatever this thing is... That all the they other were, orders had to acknowledge how, like the not the others of the other orders, but the rivals had to acknowledge that they had this specific thing. We don't know what it is, and that it was close to divinity, right? It was like divine power. So that's mm. that's kind of interesting. It kind of makes me think, and I don't. I, I, skybreakers are not um, Shalon like at all, but it makes me think about mm. a little bit about Shalon because Shalon also has this thing. That has nothing to do with her spren that she can do that is right. really fucking handy. You know, she can do this memory taking thing and I don't think it has yeah. anything to do with her connection to the spren. It's just, it's just something that's about her that she can do. So it's just really interesting. I like it. Well, this, <laughs> it's the attitude that kills me with this. This, the chapter starts off with, oh great. You're the one guarding me today. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is Adolin looking, um, sorry, coming out of his room. He sees that it's going to be Kaladin mm-hmm. who's going to be guarding him today. He's got his monogrammed buttons on and boots that cost more than some houses. Yeah. That was, uh, that was awesome. It reminds me of a, a line in The Lost World, which I think was the sequel to Jurassic Park, where he says, careful, this suit costs more than your education. <laughs> um, I like the connection line. of the boots, too, um, like how expensive his yeah, boots the, are. And we right, know Kaladin's right. got some things about boots. Yeah. Um, he does. Kaladin says, I don't trust her, Princeling. Speaking about Shallan, his, his newly betrothed. Yeah, of course. Foreign, foreign women... Secret betrothal, and the only person who could vouch for her is dead, meaning Yasna. Right. She could be an assassin, and that means putting you under the watch, putting you under the watch of the best I have. And then his response is, humble, aren't we? He says, no. That was a joke, bridge, bridge boy. Oh, my mistake. I was under the impression that jokes were supposed to be funny. Yeah. On, only to people with a sense of humor. Ah, of course, Kaladin says. I traded my sense of humor long, long ago. What'd you get for it? Scars. Yo. Pretty great, right? Wait a, wait great a fucking, dialogue here. Wait a way to kill the, the mood here, Cal. Like, yeah. You know, you guys are having some nice banter and he's like, scars. <laughs> like, got, got really dark <laughs> well, in here all of a sudden. Uh, so it's going to get dark. It's yeah. get, it, it gets, uh, I'm going to break or? the fourth wall a bit here. 
Well, as, uh, in a little bit, what we're, what we're actually going to be witnessing is Kaladin being me. Oh, you're, you're Kaladin right now? Highly suspicious. Yeah, you are. You're high, you know what? I blame Absolutely. Tef, though. This, I blame Tef for this, this. because <laughs> Cal didn't have Shalon on his radar until Tef's like, right, yo, until Tef. new girl could totally be an assassin, right? And he's like, fuck, I didn't right. even think of that. So I kind of blame mm-hmm. Tef for this one. I think you're right. It, it's a seed planted for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 did, I think that after the assassination attempt um, and everything that's been going on, I think right. Kaladin isn't going to rule anyone out. Well, unless all he's the high princes are certain. against them and stuff. So, yeah, it yeah. makes sense. This random lady comes into the war camps. The only person that can vouch for her is dead. Like, it's just too coincidental. So we know. And we know and she's she took uh, his up boots. Front. She, she took his fucking boots. He's she gotta, took his boots. Man. Yeah. Like, that's not over. That's are, a debt that needs to be paid. He, he, ret- he received foot scars <laughs> from those boots. So when he's like, I received right. scars, he's talking about his feet. Scars. He's talking about blisters, really. He's more like, <laughs> okay. They're, they're um, tiny little scars on my feet. <laughs> left over by the blisters. He says, uh, this is great, um, Adeline says under, under his breath. Just great. I'm so happy you're coming along. Yeah. At the, en- at the end of the hallway, they step out into, into daylight, um, still overcast sky, but they're emerging out into the war camps. And Adolin says, we collecting any other guards? U- usually there's two of you. Kaladin says, just me today. Mm-hmm. And this next, the rest of this paragraph just says that, that he's kind of short-staffed. Right. Because, because of the splitting up of things. Again, just that little weakness that I don't like to hear about. But Yeah. And he says that Tef's taking the new recruits on patrol again. So there's like, there's just like, they, he, yeah, he's got a lot of, a lot of people to protect, thin. right? There's a lot of people to protect right now. There's a carriage waiting, uh, pulled by, again, here we go with the anti-horse sort of sentiments. <laughs> yeah, I love this. Uh, pulled by two mean looking horses, those two knowing eyes with sudden movements, these, these terrible machines that they <laughs> these are. These creatures. I just... It's such a funny thing about this series so is that horses are lo- are looked on as these odd, you know, cr- yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, just complete oddities. It'd be like uh, us, you know, I guess considering riding like a giant platypus or something. Um, <laughs> so um, Kaladin prepares to swing up into the seat beside the carriage driver and then stops short and says, you. And then the reply is me. Mm-hmm. This is the king's wit, blue eyes, black hair, black uniform. What was he doing driving the carriage? He wasn't a servant, was he? Yeah. And he's, and Calvin's like, what, what are you doing here? And I can't help it. This is the devil voice. I just got uh, this Lucifer thing. I just think it's amazing. Trying to find mischief. Have you been practicing with my flute? (laughs) Oh, he's like, uh, well, don't, don't, don't tell me you left it in Sadius's camp when you moved out. Uh, well, I said not to tell me. You don't need to, since I already know. A shame. If you knew the history of this flute, it would make your brain flip upside down. And by that, I mean I would shove you off the carriage for having spied on me. (laughs) Again, he says, again, Calvin's like, uh, eloquent today, I see. Eloquent had left the flute behind, so he was right about that. He'd been focused on, I like this paragraph because it says he'd been focused on people, not things. Right. Yeah, he'd been trying I to like save that. his, yeah, he's been trying to save his, his dudes, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that too, because he, he, they didn't have many personal items to worry about, but mm-hmm. they did have a little bit and the flute was definitely one, one of them. 
What I'm curious about there is, I immediately thought of things as in shard plate and the and the um, shard blades. Mm-hmm. Are are they things? Sill is wary, certainly, of these items. Right. Okay. We're not so sure why yet. I was just. We're not sure why. Um, and I'm just wondering if that's a little insight into Kaladin's true character is that he's not interested in things. Will that change in the future? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm a soldier, not a musician, Kaladin says. Besides, music is for women. All people are musicians, wit counters. The question is whether or not they share their songs. Now, that is awesome, Sean, right? It's great, right? Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. We're all musicians, just some of us share the songs and some of right. us don't. That's so good. I love that. And it makes me feel, it makes me think about the listeners, right? Who all share their songs with each other all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really nice. As for music being feminine, it's interesting that the women who wrote that treatise, the one you all practically worship in Alvkar, decided that all of the feminine tasks involve sitting around having fun, while all the masculine ones involve finding someone to stick a spear in you. Telling, eh? (laughs) <laughs> this is I hilarious so. too yeah we'll talk more about that book in the info dump okay mm-hmm. you know i'm working very hard to come up with engaging clever meaningful points of interest to offer you i can't help thinking you're not upholding your side of the conversation it's a little like playing music for a deaf man which i might try doing as it sounds fun if only someone hadn't lost my flute i'm sorry <laughs> uh says kaladin says kaladin in yeah. response to this He'd rather be thinking about the new sword stances that Zael had taught him. But with Wit here, uh, but Wit had shown him uh, kindness before, and the least that Kaladin could do was chat with him. So I, f- I find this interesting that he's looking at it practically like, well, he's, he's been all right to me, so I yeah. guess I need to tolerate yeah. his presence. Because he, you know, yeah. he, he had a, he even mentioned it last chapter that he had a huge breakthrough. Remember he went like when, before he learned to fly, he went to that, uh, that chasm and he's like, this is the spot where I had that fire with wit. And I had this huge breakthrough and I learned kind of like who I wanted to be and got to do it. Got to do it. Learning to fly, (laughs) (laughs) but I ain't got wings. Oh, Tom. Oh, Tom. Um, yeah. I mean, I, well, he says, so, uh, did you keep your job? As King's Wit, I mean. Yeah. When we met before, you implied you were in danger of losing your title. And Wit says, I haven't checked yet. <laughs> you, you haven't. Does, does the King know that you're back? Nope. <clears throat> I'm trying to think of a properly dramatic way to inform him. Perhaps a hundred chasm fiends marching in unison, singing an ode to my magnificence. Oh, that sounds hard. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, this... The, the the storming things have a real trouble tuning their tonic chords and maintaining just intonation. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah. Yeah, the storming things have real trouble tuning their tonic chords and maintaining just intonation. That didn't help, Wit. Ah, uh, so you are going deaf, are you? Let me know when the process is complete. I have something I want to try. If I can just remember. Yes, yes, Kaladin says, sighing. You want to play the flute for uh, for one? No, that's not it. Ah, yes, I've always wanted to sneak up and poke a deaf man in the back of the head. I think it will be hilarious. <laughs> Kaladin is sighing this whole time. He's like, oh my God, this is going to be such a long hour's ride yeah. to Saberial's camp, <laughs> yeah. dealing with wit. And Sean, what I love about this chapter 
is this is an abysmal thing for him. He's like talking right. to Wit. The conversation right. is because cr- Wit's kind of crazy. Like he's totally he's nuts. Just, he's just talking about getting a was it a hundred chasm fiends to honor his magnificence. Going yeah. out, like I mean, he's literally crazy. Kaladin just just not having it. He's got no. too many practical things on his mind, but. As this chapter progresses, he exchanges one horrible conversation for another. Right. Right. So he's not able to escape. He's completely trapped. (laughs) He's totally trapped in this chapter, which is just amazing. You know what I find about Wit, too? Like, and there's a good example of it here is that, you know, when you're Mm. like watching a funny movie and you're laughing and then while you're laughing, there's another joke that you're laughing through and you miss it. And then that yeah. happens throughout the movie. Like, I remember I probably missed half of the first Zoolander because I laughed through half of it. So I had to rewatch it again to get <laughs> the other jokes that I... So Wit is like that. Wit is so fast that by the, yes. time he, by the time he's done talking, you're like, I don't even know what the fuck just happened. He said so many different things well, there, one after another. Well, because being being with him is not like a, 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 a gentle breeze or, or even a, a strong wind. Uh, it's more like you're in a hurricane. He's he's constantly spinning right. you around, like like you're 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 in a tizzy trying to keep up to him. Yeah, you know how they they say um, that some jokes are like grenade jokes, where you like pull the pin and then like three seconds later the the punchline right, comes, boom. and that's kind of how Shalon <laughs> is, right? Shalon will make a quip, right, and then wait right. for you to get it, kind of thing. Wait, Whereas yeah, Wit get it. Yeah, yeah. fills up that silence with four more quips. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. he doesn't fucking yeah. wait. No, he does not. It's a, it's a barrage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm telling y'all, it's a barrage. Um, so, uh, so he says, it'll be hilarious. Long time to reach the, 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 the Siberial war camp, very long hour. So you're just here, Calvin says, to mock me? Mm. Well, it's kind of what I do, but I'll go easy on you. I wouldn't want you to go flying off on me. Yeah. Now, flying off, right? Right. And then Kaladin's like, what? Like jolted with a what? start. Yeah. You know, Wit said nonchalant, flying off in an, uh, an angry tirade, that kind of thing. He's totally, he's messing with him. Yeah. Like Wit's, he's, I mean, Wit, Wit knows. That's what I was saying earlier about the whole on. Willy Wonka thing is that he's all knowing, yeah. but pretending to be stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. this, this is one of my, my next favorite parts. He's like, what do you know? And then he's like, almost everything. And that almost part can be a real kick in the teeth sometimes. I love that so much. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Because if I knew everything, I everything would be easy. But the almost part is the part that gets me. I just freaking love that. Well, it's just what's funny about it is that it, it seems that his troubles deal with that last little bit that he doesn't know. Right. right. Like, it's like exactly that's, that. that's his that's his existence. Yeah. Like for, for others, it's it's trying to even you know, capture a quarter of what he knows. Mm-hmm. But for him, it's completely different. Yeah. Um, he says, what, um, what do you want then? Kaladin asks what I can't have, which I thought was a great answer. Mm-hmm. Um, same as everyone else, Kaladin storm blessed. And so true, isn't it? Yeah. Always want what we, what we can't, what we can't. Of course. Have. Um, wit knew about him and about surge binding. Kaladin was sure of it. So here we go where Kaladin is not really in the dark about what Wit knows. 
But he can tell that Wit knows something that that he's yeah. not, that it's not just a coincidence. Then that, right. that Wit's being cheeky. He look Wit knows stuff. Oh, just like the first so interaction cheeky. with them, he knows stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's so cheeky. Kaladin's like, "What do you want from me?" Ah, so you are thinking. Good from you, my friend. I want one thing: a story. What kind of story? That is for you to decide. I hope it will be dynamic. If there is one thing I cannot stomach, it's boredom. Kindly avoid being dull. Otherwise, I might have to sneak up and poke you in the back of the head. I'm not going deaf. It's also hilarious on people who aren't deaf, obviously. What, <laughs> you think I'd torment some of, uh, someone just because they were deaf? That would be immoral. No, I torment all people equally, thank you very much. <laughs> just, yeah. it just, it's yeah. just, again, I find this very, like, devilish-like behavior. I really do. Yeah. Great, Kaladin says. Um, he hated the, um, he hated days like this, um, which reminded him of the weeping. Yeah. Gray skies, miserable weather. The carriage eventually does reach Saberil's war camp, mm-hmm. and... It's interesting here that the place, the war camp, looked more like a city than any of the other war camps. And we kind of know this so from Shalon's perspective right, from before, right? Description. Yeah. Kal- uh, Kaladin marveled at the fully constructed tenements markets. So that's really cool. But what, he's, what he asks, what he's surprised about is, he says, farmers? Hmm. And, you, and you, he can see a group of farmers carrying wor- uh, worming reeds and buckets of creme. And Wit says... Sabariel has them setting up lavish fields on the south on the southern hills. So I want to stop here and say, yeah, he really does know a lot about everything. Right. He knows about the lavish fields that the farmers are using on Sabarius's war camp. Right. Like, wow. Like down like, to like the minutia of these things. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So I found that very indicative about uh, about wit. The high storms out here are too powerful for farming, says Kaladin. Well, you can tell that to the, to the Natan people. They used to farm this entire area. Requires a strain of plant that doesn't grow as large as you're accustomed to. But why? Kaladin asks. Why wouldn't farmers go some, someplace where it's easier, like Alvkar? You don't know a lot about human nature, do you, Stormblessed? And he begins the sentence, I... No, I don't. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Right. It is very interesting. Oh, is there more to read there? What do you mean? Is is Kaladin not human? N- no, just that he doesn't really know oh. a lot about people. Like he's, you know. <clears throat> okay. He. he I know, thought these... I thought I was picking up on something. Oh no. Um, Wit shook his head. So frank and so blunt. You and Dalinar are alike. Certainly, someone needs to teach the pair of you how to have a good time now and then. I fully agree with that. With Wit on that, though, for sure. I re- I really do. Yeah. That's that's where I'll, I'll go back to my compliment with with Navani in the previous uh, episode, and that's one thing that I do like about her is it she seems to get Dalinar a little bit out of his uh, his stuffiness his and his you know like yeah. high collared. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like hopefully he's so, getting it on. Like hopefully you know hopefully he's having a little he's having a little fun <laughs> on the side. You know, I, as long I, as it's I part of the enjoy, codes, you know, the codes are... I would like to see him dance with her. That that, that would be a oh, nice Oh, that would scene. be nice. That would be nice. Oh. I would like that. There needs to be a dance then. That, like a... Um, I think so. Like a Sadie Hawkins type of dance where the girls ask the boys. <laughs> sure. A real, a real ho- uh, 
a hoedown is is what uh, some I, when folks I think might, when I say uh, when I think of the thing of uh, um, Sadie Hawkins dances like that, I always think of the Community <laughs> episode when it's a Sophie B Hawkins dance. And the Sophie B. Hawkins, yeah. Britta, Britta means like a Sadie Hawkins dance where the girls ask the boys. Yeah. But she said yeah. she called it a Sophie B. Hawkins dance. And then they actually ended up getting Sophie B. Hawkins to perform. Oh my to God. To get on the Damn, show? Damn, I was, I was <laughs> your lover. It's so, it's so funny. Oh my God, it's so funny. Sorry, okay. Let's move on. <clears throat> no, it's good. Um, okay, so is that so? Yes, it involves being. Okay, hang on. I think I skipped ahead here. Someone needs to teach the pair of you to have a good time. I know full well how to go, how, how to have a good time, says Kaladin. Is that so? Yes, it involves being anywhere you aren't. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's yeah. super fun. Yeah, that's great. So, so you do have some spark of wit in you. And then Kaladin notes here in his mind, it came from Kaladin's mother. She often said things like that, though never so insulting. Being around wit must be corrupting me. I put a little asterisk there because I've said it before with this, um, the, the potential for Kaladin to, um, go the way of, uh, of Anakin. Mm -hmm. And so Wit for me is, uh, an interesting character. I'm hoping he's just this sort of flirtatious, almost like a. Uh, uh, a neutral good joker like character which was the other voice that i heard in my head in terms of how to speak like this like character wit. was 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 mark hamill's joker in the mm-hmm. animated batman series oh, that's cool because i find that i find that he has that like kind of crazy maniacal, aspect yeah right but also maybe able to talk soothing to you and work work through problems yeah. so i i don't know but anyways it says here being around wit must be corrupting me it's in italics I don't know. I th- I put an asterisk there to yeah, linger that's good. on that's that. That's all right. I like that. Um, so they end up picking up Whit Adeline here. Adeline comes out, right? Or Adeline, yeah, so yeah. Adeline comes out of the carriage. They, they pull up to a, a, a nice manor. Mm-hmm. Uh, pillars, beautiful glass. It was even finer than the city lord's manor back in Hearthstone. This yeah. is what Kaladin's thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, Wit asked the footman to fetch Adeline's causal betrothed, so going to get Shalon. Uh, Adolin climbs out. Yeah, this is awesome. Straightens his jacket, polishing his buttons. He's doing this for her. Right. Yeah. It's great. He likes I her. I love it. I, he likes her. Um, and then Adolin says, you, yeah. me, Wit replies, performing a flowery bow. That might have been my alternate title, flowery bow, mm-hmm. um, for this chapter. Ever at your service, Bright Lord Colon. What did you do with my usual carriage driver? Nothing. Wit. What? You're implying that I hurt poor the hurt the poor fellow? Does that sound like me, Adeline? Well, no. Exactly. Besides, I'm certain he's gotten out of the ropes by now. Mm-hmm. Ah, and here's your lovely almost but not quite bride. He's certainly so almost I, gotten out of the ropes by now. Like just yeah, right. completely <laughs> he's so like, funny. And then just talks <laughs> over it, right? Like, oh look, yeah, Shalon's of course, coming. Yeah. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, oh look, there's Shalon. And yeah. Shalon <laughs> It's it's great. He's he's absolutely hilarious. He's great. Yeah. Um, she bobs down the stairs, not gliding like light-eyed ladies. And these observations appear to be from Kaladin. And he says, he, he seems to think she's certainly an enthusiastic one. Right. I just wanted, I just want to, Kaladin is, sorry, Shalon is in Kaladin's eyesight and has been since the moment he met her mm-hmm. for, for ill or for, or for good. Right. Right. 
So I just find it interesting that he uh, is very observant. There is but definitely it's when he... uh, Brandon Sanderson's version of a um, team Adeline, team Kaladin going on here, like a Twilight I... team Edward and I... team whatever his other name was. Okay, I you know I what I mean. I couldn't like I wouldn't be able to reference the Twilight thing, but um, but. Uh, if, in terms of the bizarre love triangle type thing, or well, you kind of called it before, um, and and like I think you even said yeah. like I don't really necessarily want that for them, right? No, because it's going to add well because because Adelin, Adelin, and and uh, Kaladin are already kind of at odds on other fronts. Right. The last thing they need is a red haired beauty to also come mm-hmm. in between them. Mm-hmm. Um. So I I don't know I I don't know if if that is in the story in the future it could be really interesting mm-hmm. um something just felt off about this shalon devar this is where jack comes into the the, the this, this is the words of radiance page uh, 765 kaladin will be played by jack for the jack next uh, three or four pages yeah <laughs> jack Liddin. jack, jack Liddin. um what was she hiding behind that attitude and ready smile he couldn't watch her every moment, but he had to show more initiative to confirm that she was who she said she was. So, again, I, I just, as I was reading this, I, I thought it was all normal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's normal. Yeah, to be. That's... And, th- and then I stopped myself and I'm like, wait a sec. No, it's not. <laughs> like, that's me being like, oh, oh Navani's got a knife. Uh, she's waiting to, she's, she's the secret <laughs> mother. She's going <laughs> to ruin everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ruin everything. She's awful. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm just uh, on high alert. Um, so, so I, I connected Cal. with Kaladin here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, she pointed at Wit with her free hand and she says, you. Yes, yes. People certainly are good at identifying me today. Perhaps <laughs> I need to wear. Wit is cut off from his sentence because she lunges toward him, Kaladin reaching for his side knife. And Shalon grabs Wit in an embrace. So Kaladin right. calms down. And she presses her head against his chest, and it describes that Wit has his arms outstretched to the sides, as if not even knowing what to do with this. Right. Like, 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 uh, someone is <laughs> yeah. hugging me. Yeah. yeah, you realize what you're doing, right? Yeah. You're hugging me. Right. And um, Adeline even says it after you hugged Wit. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, re- I I really love says, your- I, I always. I always wanted to say thank you. I never had a chance. She and says, then, yeah, she Aylin whispers says, it, right? They, the, the, the guys, yeah. the boys don't hear this, is my takeaway. No. She whispers this okay. to, to Wit, right? I've is, always wanted is that to his say name? thank you. Yeah. Shalon whispered, right. I never had a chance. And that's great, man, chance, because yeah. she, you know, he was there in this really weird moment in her life and kind of showed yeah. her that she could do something more. Right. And then she immediately forgot about it until just recently. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Adeline's like, it's it's like hugging a, what was it described later on? Like a pile of nails. You hugged Wit. Yeah. Is that his name? Shalon asked. It's one of them, Wit says. Yeah. There are too many to count, really. Granted, most of them are uh, related to one form of curse yeah. or another. Mm-hmm. So that's... I went, oh, that's interesting. Right. Related to one form of curse or another. Isn't that cool? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, and he repeats it. You, you hugged wit. And she's like, yeah, was that improper? It's not about propriety. Ad- Adeline says it's about common sense. Hugging him is like hugging a white spine or a pile of nails or something. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's wit. nails. I love yeah, it. You're not, su- you're not supposed to like him. Uh, and <laughs> she says, we need to talk. 
I don't remember everything we talked about, but some of it, I'll try to squeeze it into my schedule, Wit says. I'm fairly busy, though. I mean, insulting Adeline alone is going to take until sometime next week. <laughs> Adeline, Adeline shakes his head, helping Shalon into the carriage. And after he helps her in, he leans over to Wit and says, hands off. And Wit's like, she's far too young for me, child. Yeah. Notice he says child. Right. And that's the first little reference here. And I think... We, we, I think it's fair to say that I've always had an impression of Wit as being an old soul. Yeah. But here we get, but here he, we get some real yeah, hints some evidence like, here, okay. right out of his mouth, right? Adeline's a right. child. And then he says, she's far, far too young for me, child. He's like, that's right. Stick to women your own age. And he says, well, that might mm -hmm. be a little harder. I think there's right. only one of those around these parts. And she and I never did get along. Okay. So when you just read that, I just got goosebumps again, because... I was trying to figure out who that was. Right. And I don't know, which is frustrating. It's very frustrating. Um, There's literally no clue other than this lady I was, I was, is I also I was trying old. to think of it. Right. And or or might share his uh, uh not anonymity but his um numerous uh um names, names. and stuff. Yeah. That's very possible too. We, it's funny because we don't know enough about Wit to even compare him to who she could be. So, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're so bizarre, Adeline says. Kaladin sighs and then moves to follow them into the carriage. You intend to ride in there? Wit asks. Well, yeah. He, he, he actually wanted to watch Shalon. Right. So again, he's Jacqueline at, uh, at the, uh, at the ready. <clears throat> we'll try not to flirt with the girl, wh uh, Wit whispers. Young Adeline seems to be growing possessive. Or, what am I saying? Flirt with the girl, Kaladin. It might actually make the prince's eyes bulge. <laughs> Kaladin snorts. He wants she's to light eyed. so much. Oh, I know. It's crazy. Um, she's light-eyed, he says. So this is kind of similar to, like, what Adeline is saying to Shallan. Like, you don't hug. Wit. You, you don't hug. You don't hug Wit. Yeah. Just like Kaladin saying, uh, you don't flirt with a light eyes. No. Like, yeah. That's a no. He's like, I'd sooner um, flirt with a chasm fiend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I really hope, I was hoping that Shalon had heard this, but mm -hmm. um, inside of the carriage, Adolin looks toward the heavens. Are you kidding me? As yeah. Kaladin's getting in here. <laughs> yeah. It's my job, Kaladin says. Well, surely I'm safe in here with my betrothed. Well, maybe I just want a comfortable seat then as Kaladin sits down. So she ignores Kaladin. That right. I find, I found uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. And she, and I think it's her that says, where are we going today? Oh, no. Yeah, but Shalon says that. Well, you said something about a dinner, Aelin says. I know of a new wine house in the outer market, and it actually serves food. You always know the best places. Um, could you be any, be any more obvious with your flattery woman? So Kaladin just does not like her. Every right. chance, he's like, everything she says, he's going to mm -hmm. tear it apart. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're not being truthful. This, you're not being this honest. This slowly starts to get better through this chapter, though, <clears throat> because he's very on yeah. guard with her, needs to even sit in there and kind of disrupt their date. And then by the end, he even says, we'll get to it in a little bit here, but he says, you know, yeah. she, um, she's definitely not out to get him. She's just out to marry he do, him. He and, does. Yeah. He does come to that conclusion. Yeah. But again, you see, we haven't had enough time with Kaladin and Shallan together, right? 
it, it's it's been give me my boots who are you teft mm-hmm. uh she could be an assassin yeah you know it, there hasn't really been like a kaladin shallan moment where they can share much mm-hmm. of anything mm-hmm. so um i just listen edlin says now if you only paid more attention to what wines were good i don't busy I don't because it's easy, he says. They're all good. Mm-hmm. She, and she's and she's giggling. Um, and then he's thinking, Storm, light eyes were annoying. Light eyes were always looking for chances to get ahead or to stab someone in the back. Every light eyes was an opportunist. He just had to find out if she was an opportunist fortune hunter or an opportunistic assassin. Right. Sorry, a, an opportunistic fortune hunter. hunter yeah. Yeah. Is and, she after his money or is she trying to kill him? Right. Now, I'm not saying I mind uh, another wine house, she says, but I do wonder if those are becoming a tad too obvious a choice. I know, Adeline replies, but they're storming little to do out here otherwise. No concerts, no art shows, no sculpture contests. And Calden, in his yeah. mind, he's like, is that really what you people spend your time on? Almighty <laughs> save me. <laughs> Almighty save you if you don't have sculpture contests to watch. This is just so funny, dude. Like... He's just sitting there ang- fuming at these light eyes, you know, f- you know, concerns that are, you know, oh, just yeah, never would enter into his, or know, hasn't entered into his existence. He's in quite like, a while. really? There's no art shows and no sculpting contests? I literally <laughs> fucking lived in hell for a year, surviving yeah. every fucking day by like the skin of yeah. my teeth. And you're like, fuck, there's no art shows. Um, is that really what you people spend your time on, Kaladin says? Almighty save you if you don't have any sculpture contests to watch. So yeah, it's it's pretty amazing that yeah. um that they're that concerned about this. And again, like I was like I was saying earlier, he's he's gone from one nightmare conversation with wit yeah. to this other one with with these guys so it's 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 quite it's quite funny it is pretty funny yeah it definitely shows the this is what we talked about before light eyes privilege um thing going on right yeah it's totally yeah, that. In, this in is like a perfect effect. example of that yeah yeah so yeah shalon uh, suggests a menagerie instead of going to a wine house she's like right. let's go to this menagerie let's go to this menagerie and he's like isn't that a little low <laughs> yeah like low class is yeah. that what you think he means yeah like yeah well, it's it, it's funny, like it's it's not really clear what he means, but I think we all know yeah, what he that's means. What he means. He's, he's he's a light eyes, yeah, and on. he's thinking this is like this is this is dark eyed territory in yeah. entertainment. Any other um, character acting the way Adeline Colin acts would make me hate him, but I still love him. Like I still, yeah, I know. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is about him that I love so much. Maybe it's the fashion magazines. Maybe it's the, it's the fashion. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I don't know. Well, actually, it's just well, great. this well, well this. This is awesome, this next little bit, because yeah. um, she's saying things like, uh, oh, oh, come on, we, we, we could look at the animals and you could tell me which ones you've bravely slaughtered mm-hmm. while hunting. It'll be, it'll be very diverting and I could use a distraction. And then he says, I actually despise hunting. There's no real contest to it. Right. Um, I thought that was interesting because it, it, uh, I, I would have figured that he would have been all over that, but, um. Yeah, like no, he's like um, a uh, a rich kid going and hunting rhinoceros in Africa or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but yet, but he doesn't like the activities. So that's I I thought that was interesting. This is it, um, it strikes at the heart of who he is. He's a duelist. He likes a fight. He's a duelist. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Well, some uh, he says. Well, someone. Sorry. Well, someone. Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, something different could be a pleasant change. All right, I'll tell Wit to take us there instead. Hopefully he'll do it instead of driving us into a chasm to laugh at our screams of horror. Right. So I, I thought about this for a minute. I'm like, hang on. He is driving this carriage. He right. keeps showing up. Yeah. He's put this, he, it's almost like he's put this dream team together. Mm-hmm. And maybe Wit is like maniacally laughing while he drives this thing off the cliff. Right. Like, I mean, he, he, this so is I, li- like not literally, but the, the three of them in that, <laughs> that carriage right now is Wit knows is literally like horror to all of them. Right. Because Adeline right. just wants to be alone with Shalon. Shalon is trying to do something <laughs> uh, to get Adeline to like her. And then uh, Kaladin is literally being tortured <laughs> inside yeah. talking to both of them. <laughs> it just, it just, it just gave me that, that image. Like when I was saying that, that this guy could be, I mean, certainly the, the character from, from Lucifer, but this other, this, this Joker laugh, this Mark Hamill yeah. kind of Joker. And I was imagining him <laughs> like, yeah. like going off the cliff. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, well, you there, said there it best wit. earlier when you said that the, uh, that wit is chaotic good. The Joker is chaotic oh, yeah. evil, but wit is chaotic good. Like he's a good guy, yeah. but he's also maniacally laughing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Adeline gives the order. Kaladin watches Shalon, who s- sits back with a self-satisfied smile on her face. She had an ulterior motive for going to the menagerie. What was it? So again, he continues the super suspicion. Right. Um, he's actually like trying to, he's, he's studying her while inside the carriage, wondering where she could have hidden any knives yeah, exactly. on her person. Um, which is really, it's, it's, it's kind of, I mean, I, 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 I understand what he's doing. It's just, it seems a little overboard, even for me. Right. Which is saying something. I think, I think you're um, right when you say that he's still a little salty about the boots. I think it comes down to the boots. <laughs> I think it's, I think it is about the boots. <laughs> Kaladin, Kaladin really didn't like Adeline, but at least the prince was honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that He too. had his father's earnest temperament. Yeah. That was cool. He, and always had been straight with Kaladin. Mm-hmm. Dismissive and spoiled, but straight. Yeah. So that's, that's. That's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Say say more nice things about him, Kaladin. I know. You're, yeah, you know what? Right. Kaladin right now is like you when you had to say nice things about Navani. We're like, Kaladin, please say three nice things about, <laughs> about right. Adeline, please. Yeah. This next paragraph, um, th- these are Kaladin's thoughts about Shalon continuing. This woman was different. Her movements were calculated. Mm-hmm. The way she laughed, the way she chose her words. She exemplified what made him sick about light-eyed culture. Right. That's a little harsh. It's a little harsh, you know, but... That's a... I mean, actually, no, I shouldn't say little. That is harsh. <laughs> like, he's, he's outright... Like, he, he knows like, so little about her. It's true. He doesn't know anything about her. So little. And he's just... He's so judgmental. It's funny. Um, he found his mind drifting back towards the night in the chasms, riding the winds, mm-hmm. light churning inside of him. Freedom. No, not just freedom, purpose. I really like that. Um, and the next paragraph, you have a purpose is to guard Adeline. Don't, right. don't get distracted. Yeah. You're getting, you're daydreaming about Keep, the winds again. You're daydreaming about the winds. Yeah. And then, so he's reminding himself of that. But then the next sentence is, but those winds. Yeah. So Aster- nice. Or not asterisk. Uh, ellipses. Ellipses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those wings. Um, I brought you that account. So this is uh, Shalon informing Adeline that she has for him. Yeah, she gets to, to the whole at. Yenev thing here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So what, uh, so 
he saved my life twice, and Father lets him guard us at even the most important meetings. This is this is Adeline speaking. Shalon takes mm-hmm. out several sheets of paper, and then she goes on a quite a lengthy explanation here about how 18 years ago, High Prince Yenev was a force in Elvkar. Mm-hmm. Says here, one of the most powerful high princes who opposed King Gavilar's unification campaign. Right. And then goes on to say that he was defeated in battle. Or sorry, wasn't defeated in battle. Sorry. He was killed in a duel mm-hmm. by Sadius. Right. Right. And I think that what we learn is that this is supposed to be the first duel that Sadius has where he... T- Took a life? Is that is I, that what we're supposed I mean, to infer? I mean, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily in the text here. Um, it's definitely one of Sadius's most memorable ones because of right. how, like, we're going to get to it here, but how he had a side deal with the king. Listen, I'm going to do this. I'm going to have this spectacular fight, and then I'm going to mm. use this tradition of the the, the right of challenge. The right the of boom. challenge. Yeah, yeah. So it she's here, like, so so I, I so uh, Sadius's wife has written down the account of what happened, and Shalon, of course, has it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in ILA's own words, bringing down Yenev was an act of inspired simplicity. My husband spoke with Gavilar regarding the right of challenge and the king's boon, ancient traditions that many of the light eyes knew but ignored in modern circumstances. As traditions that shared a relationship in the historical crown, invoking them echoed our right of rule. The occasion was a gala of might and renown, and my husband first encountered into a duel with another man. Right. So it sounds like so, Sadius planned this with the king. Listen, Yenev is powerful. We might not want to fight him up front, but I got an idea about how we can take him out by using this right of challenge. Because right. the king has to agree to the boon, Right. Yeah, the king, well, he offers the boon. Right, right. He has and to, then it, right. And then he, he, Sadius no, has to it. ask for it, right. And and Sadius, Sadius denies it and says, rather than give me the boon, mm-hmm. I want to duel, have the opportunity to duel um, Yenev. Yeah, well, he says, I will have no boon other than Yenev's cowardly heart at the end of my sword. So he's asking right. for his boon. He wants to duel Yenev, right? Right, right. So, so, like, it's a really tricksy way of being able to subvert a potential war with this princedom. Just ask for the boon. The high prince is there. If Yenev mm-hmm. says no, then his standing amongst all the other high princes are lowered for not um, uh, honoring this whole historical right of challenge thing, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. So this is why Shalon's bringing it up. Shalon's bringing it up so that they can use this. Because this is a way to get, to get Sadius to right. agree. And the poetry it's... of that is amazing. So, so what ends up happening, I think, is that Kaladin, in addition, he's listening to this and he's like, wow, this, this could be a way for me as well. Right. Because I think he's thinking inside about Amaram. He's like, he, it doesn't say it here in the text, but... He... He really, he really, really, uh, fights against it though. Right. He's like, mm-hmm. um, where is it here? He's like, uh, I think he says something like, um, uh, Sadius will never agree. He'll, he'd never agree. Sadius won't let himself be trapped like that. And Adeline says, perhaps, but I think you're underestimate the position that he would be in if we do this correctly. The right of challenge is an ancient tradition. Some say the heralds instituted it. 
mm-hmm. a light-eyed warrior who has proven himself before the Almighty and the King, turning and demanding justice from one who wronged him. Right. He'll agree, Shalon says. He'll have to, but, but can you be spectacular, Adlan? Mm-hmm. The crowd expects me to cheat, he says, and they won't come thinking much of my recent duels. That should work to my favor. Mm-hmm. If I can give them a real show, they'll be thrilled. Besides, defeating two, two men at once, that alone should give me the attention we need. I, I like his optimism mm-hmm. with being able to just so confidently say that he'll right. be able to defeat two in battle. But again... He knows he's good, right? He knows he's good. But two, but two against one? Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have we seen Kaladin go up against more than one? Um, several times, but it's, but it's different. But it's different. It's different. Exactly. Right. Right. Now, it's only different in so much that Cal has Stormlight uh, to help him. Um, I would say that maybe the Shard right. Blade and Shard Plate for Adeline kind of levels that out a little bit. Um, and they're yeah. both naturally talented with their weapons. So, yeah, it's it might not be that different. Um, but Cal is still not sold, right? He's like, you really think this could work? No. Well, and he, he really gets into this, yeah, this, this whole questioning all of this. He says, yeah, like, do you really think that this, this should work? Shalon says, yes, though by this tradition, Sadius could appoint a champion to fight on his behalf. Right. So I have to admit when I first read this, I'm like, oh, great. So, so that means he can choose someone else. And of course, what are the rules there? How right. far can Sadius go as to who fights on his behalf? Right. Can he, can he go to another high prince mm-hmm. and demand their champion? Right. I don't know. As he a could, first term, I, I, he could ask Amaram. He could ask Amaram. What I was really concerned about was him asking Kaladin. Right. Him asking, he, he couldn't, uh, he couldn't force Kaladin to do it. Right. He couldn't force anyone. Someone would have to accept to be his champion. He couldn't, right. uh, he couldn't force someone. I mean, he, the only person he could force would be a slave, someone he already owns. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, he did own Kaladin. Yeah, but he can't, he can't because Cal's a free man. I know. He's he, a free, well. he, he wouldn't be able to do that. Um, but Cal is still not sold. He's like, but it, but it wouldn't really mean anything, right? No, exactly. And, and, uh, and, and he says, I think he says here, um, it's just a duel, a game. Yeah, this would be different, uh, Adeline is saying. I don't see why. Sure, you might win shards, but his title and authority would, would be the same. Which is, has a point. And then Shalon says here, uh, quite, uh, this is brilliant yeah. uh, in terms of, she says, it's about perception. Right. Which, of course, we've said that's what this book's all about. Right. Um, Sadius has formed a coalition against the king. That, Im- that implies he's stronger than the king. Losing to the king's champion would deflate that. I agree with that. That um, that if he chose a champion and and Adolin defeats him in a spectacular way, right? It it certainly would weaken Sadius's uh, position. But again, it kind of comes back to what Kaladin is saying: is well, yeah, but then it just comes back to Sadius, and he's yeah, and he says, still, but it's all just games. That's what Cal's like. It's all just mm-hmm. games. Like, what does it really matter, you know? And then he says, I love this line from Adeline. He says, yes, but it's a game that Sadius is playing. There, uh, they, they are rules he's accepted. 
So like right. by, by by if he loses if he loses here, whether or not it's himself or a champion, he's losing face in front of all the other high princes. So this coalition right. he's built up can crumble because of how he lost face, and he would lose even more face, I think, if he didn't go in there and fight him himself, because then everyone would see him as weak, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and this is where he he gets to this thing that this tradition might be an answer. The solution I've been looking for. This is Cal that says this. Right. So that, and that's where I was thinking he might be relating that back to his feelings about Amaram. Right. And maybe he can use this right of challenge in the future for himself. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see how this goes. I mean, it, this is a, it's a little, it, I'm not so sure what the outcome is going to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm looking forward to, uh, to reading it. Sadius used to be such a strong ally, uh, says Adeline. I'd forgotten things like his defeat of Yenev. So what changed, Kaladin says. Gavilar died, says Adeline. The old king was what kept father and Sadius pointed in the same direction. Mm-hmm. We have to make this happen, Shalon. We have to yank this noose around that eel's throat. This is brilliant. Thank you. She blushes and says, give this to your aunt. It details what I found. She and your father will know better if this is a good idea or not. I like, I really like this because she's like, I found something, but your dad and your aunt are kind of experts at all this. So they're really going to know if this is viable or not. I like that too, because instead of just, you know, them making this unilateral decision that Mm -hmm. this is the play that they're going to do. They're bringing in Navani and, and, and they're, they're talking to Dalinar. the grownups and making sure the grownups are signed off on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a wiser play to do that. For sure. And I think this so is also two, kind of like a, like, make sure you show this to uh, your aunt Navani because I want her to know how awesome I am with stuff. You know what I mean? Maybe ho- she'll talk to me after win, this. Win, win, hopefully win Navani over. Yeah. Um, the two share yeah. a moment, this, this being uh, Adeline and, um, and Shalon in, in the carriage. The two share a moment melting over one another. Uh, yeah, yes, Kaladin <laughs> was increasingly convinced that the woman wasn't going to be of immediate danger. So, okay, it looks like he's kind of starting to rule her out. Yeah. And then he says, if she was some kind of con woman, she wasn't after Adeline's life, just his dignity. And then Kaladin thinks, too late. Kaladin thought, watching Adeline sit back with a stupid grin on his face. <laughs> That's dead and burned already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so his dignity's gone. That's funny. It is really funny. Um, the carriage reaches the outer market. There's a bunch of patrol, uh, pr- uh, men on patrol in coal and blue. These are bridgemen from various bridges. Thanks for the ride, Wit, says Kaladin. I'm sorry again about that flute of yours. He stops the sentence because Wit was gone. <laughs> And there's another man sitting there, another man in brown trousers and a white shirt. He says, oh, oh, I'm sorry, sir. He paid me well, he did. Said exactly where I was supposed to uh, to stand so we could swap places. What's this? Adeline asks. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wit. Wit. Wit does this, bridge boy. This? Yeah. yeah, he likes to vanish mysteriously. It weren't so mysterious, sir. It was just... Uh, it was a, it was joust back. I, it was joust. I can't even, I, I can't even say it properly. Try it, try it, please try it. It was joust back there, short ways, where the carriage stopped for turning. I was, uh, I was to, 
wait for, <laughs> I can't even do it. I was to wait for him, then take over driving this here coach. I had to hop on without jostling things. He ran off giggling like a child, he did. You do that voice, dude, and I just want to go chim chiminy, chim chiminy, chim chim chiru. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should channel my, my yeah, that's right. That uh, Who's that leg kicker guy? Who's uh, the, that guy? The, um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, yeah, you got to yeah. harness your inner, uh, fuck, what's his yeah. name, Bernard or whatever his name is. This here be cherry, uh, cherry tree line. <laughs> I guess it's terrible. My apologies to all the listeners. Especially our English listeners who, um, yeah, 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 a terrible, terrible accent. It's, uh, I like I how, um, do that I, again. I like how wit is a Batman here and Kaladin is commissioner Gordon. Just like I w- <laughs> he was just here. God damn it. Like, why does he do that? Yeah. Why does he, he just likes to surprise people. Just ignore him. Yeah. The new, the new carriage driver was someone that Kaladin did not recognize though. And so he thinks, I'll have to ride up there with him on the way back to keep an eye on the man. So again, always Kaladin at the ready. I don't know this guy. And that got me thinking um, that, well, like, like we don't know much. We don't know a lot about Wit. Mm -hmm. So what if Wit is, what if Wit has put on a new face? Right. What if Wit possesses some of Shallan's talents? Hmm. You know, I don't know. Well, I, I, you know, that's, that's a good point because he does... Remember in the um in the first book when he's sitting around the fire and he's playing uh, making a uh, story playing that wander uh, he's telling that wandersail story to Kaladin he is making images appear in the smoke Right right so he has some kind of manipulation some kind of yeah. ability to and then I think Kaladin in that moment yeah. says like what like what was that like how did you do that like what did you see and he's like well mm-hmm. you saw yeah. what you wanted to see so, you know, right. Wit kind of throws it yeah, back on him little... like it was his own doing, yeah. like his own your, imagination. Well, your perception? Yeah, his your perception. perception. But there is some Weird. kind of connection there with Wit being able to, uh, like, kind of do that thing, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's interesting. Um, okay, so he's got this old, this uh, this other fellow. He's going to keep an eye on him. Shallan and Adolin walk off toward the menagerie. Kaladin retrieves his spear. Falling a few steps behind them, he listened to them both laughing and wanted to punch them in the face. <laughs> uh, that is probably going to be my highlight for this chapter. Is, is that? Is what, him like, wanting is, to punch both of them in the face. What a nice sentence. You know, he retrieves his spear, falling in, uh, in a few steps behind them. He listened to both of them laughing and wanted to punch them in the face. <laughs> That's one of my favorite sentences. That's awesome. Book. Yeah, it's great. Uh, wow, Sil says, you're supposed to harness the storms, Kaladin, not carry them about uh, behind your eyes. So she, she flies over, dances around him. What's wrong, Sil asks. Nothing's wrong. I'm just tired of listening to those two. Adolin paid their way in. A pompous-looking Azish man in an odd patterned hat and long coat with an intricate design waved them forward. Shallan and Adolin seem happy. What's wrong with that? Oh, mm-hmm. nothing, Kaladin says, so long as I don't have to listen to it. Syl wrinkles her nose. It's not them, it's you. You're being sour. I can practically taste it. I love that. Taste? <laughs> yeah, I can, and, and he says, taste? You don't eat, Syl. I doubt you have a sense of taste. It's a metaphor, and, and I can imagine it. And you taste sour. And stop arguing because I'm right. She zips off. I love her. She's great. I love this. Here. Arguing he with says, her, yeah. Uh, arguing with her is like 
Yeah, arguing with her is like arguing with the wind, I guess. I love that line so much. It's great? so great. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, this storm wagon uh, looked a lot like the slaver cage that he'd ridden in on his way to the Shattered Plains. So basically, we're getting a little view into this menagerie. So we get a few, a number of cages here. Right, exactly. That we're about to go through. And he's looking at this cage and thinking that the animal was treated better than he was and the other slaves. Yeah, damn right. They got to treat them better better if they want them to live and be able to be part of the menagerie. I mean, they don't treat them very well, though. Let's be honest. Right. The creature was a little more than a lump of flesh with two bulbous eyes and long tentacles. And Shalon's like, ooh. And Adeline's like, that is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's like the stuff in the middle of a Hasper, only without the shell. And Shalon, of course, knows what it is. She mm-hmm. says, it's one of the Sarpenthan. Yeah. Poor thing. Did its mother give it that name? Says Aitlin. <laughs> yeah. It's a family, she says. So the mother was behind it. Hey, a family of animals, uh, idiot. Adeline's pretty witty here. This is really funny. I don't yeah. know if he means it, if he's just doing it <laughs> like, by accident, but it's pretty funny. Maybe we'll see him be more witty when she's around, or the two of them having more time together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a family of animals, idiot. They have more of them in the West where the storms aren't as strong. I've only seen a few of them. We've got little ones in Yakoved, but nothing like this. Yeah. I don't even know what species this is. And she grabs one of the tentacle arms. The thing pulled away immediately. Adian yelped and pulled her back. And he says, he says, he said not to touch any of them. What if it's poisonous? So... I like that he's being protective of her mm-hmm. and of, her, of course her curiosity just overcomes all that. She's, yeah, she's completely she, aloof here. She's like, doesn't even know yeah. the danger. She's like, oh, uh, warm to the touch, truly warm-blooded, right. fascinating. She's taking her right. notebook out and she's yeah. dipped into this scholarly thing again. It's like yeah. always her like, she's got resting scholar face. Like whenever she's not, you know what I mean? Doing something, she's automatically wanting to take notes. That's great. And then she looks at a, a plaque on the cage and she says, well, that's useless. And Aileen's like, what does it say? It says Devil Rock captured in Meribethia. Mm-hmm. The locals claim it is the reborn vengeful spirit of a child who was murdered. Not even a mention of its species. What kind of scholarship is this? Yeah. Shalon. Shalon's complaining. It's a menagerie, Shalon, says Aileen. Brought all this distance to entertain soldiers and camp followers. Right. So she's thinking it's... <laughs> she's like, How? they haven't even labeled this properly. Right. Um, so Caledon kept busy watching those passing by. Um, yeah, they move on to the next cage. He's, he's noticing, he keeps, he keeps his, like, he's, he's still watching these two, uh, moving around, uh, in the menagerie and he, he's thinking they were happy and pleasant. And why did that annoy him so? Right. So moving on to the next cage, uh, which contains sky eels and a large tub of water. Um, they didn't look as comfortable as the Devil Rock previously. Mm-hmm. There wasn't much room for the sky eels to move in the cage, uh, and they didn't often take to the air, so not very interesting. Next, there was a creature like a small chull, but with larger claws. Mm-hmm. So Shalon is interested in this one, and Sil says, poor thing, what kind of life is this? And Cowden says, a safe one. At least it has no need to worry about predators. Always kept fed. I doubt a chull could ask for more than that. Oh, says Sill, and you'd be all right if that were you. 
Of course not. I'm not a chull thing. I'm a soldier. Mm-hmm. But he was kept in something like that, and he was not happy with it. Not, I know. That's why I'm kind of surprised to hear him say it's a safe one. Is he, is he just, he's always in these like melancholy kind of existential doubts about everything, isn't he? Like he's, he's, he knows this lesson all too well. So it's, it's, I find, I find it odd that he would say that about a captured uh, beast. Yeah. You You think he'd have more empathy for it or whatever. Or that he would say, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the one she found the most fascinating, this is Shalon, mm-hmm. was also the, str- the, the, was also the strangest, the kind of colorful chink, a chicken with red, blue, and green feathers. She dug out pencils and started to do a sketch. Mm-hmm. So, so she dug out the colored pencils. So this is, this is cool. Kaladin had to admit that this creature, this chicken was pretty, but how did it, how did it survive though? It had shell on the very front of its face, but the rest of it wasn't squishy. So it couldn't hide in cracks like the Devil Rock. What did this chicken do when a storm came? So I kind of want to, I kind of want to stop here for a minute and just think about this this chicken. I mean, I thought about it probably a little too much, but I thought that it sounded like Shalon because um, she's, like the, it was the pretty. chicken has the yeah. chicken has, has has these colors. She's got the colorful hair. The chicken is described as pretty. Shalon is described uh, as uh, as being mm-hmm. that as well. And he's wondering, well, how are you going to survive? Like, I, I know how I survive. Right. I have these special powers and probably one day I'm going to have shard plate and all this stuff on my own. Right. That's Kaladin. Adeline already has those things. Mm-hmm. So how does Shalon so survive? Already, yeah. So how does Shalon survive? Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really neat that, um, and I think it described it that the chicken had a bit of shell on the front of her face. Yeah, which is its and, beak. And its beak, but that's also what Shalon uses as like, like the beak for me almost became like a mask. Okay. And Shalon's wearing different faces. Oh, yeah. That's her talent. That's her, how she survives. That's great. So I, I, I thought a little too much on that no, chicken that's, thing. No, that's know, awesome. But... I really like that actually. <clears throat> um, the, the one part in here that I kind of like is she, he says, mm-hmm. apparently she'd missed a chance at sketching one of these long time ago. So it must have been something that she right. said uh, kind of offhand that he heard. And we know mm-hmm. that she did see one of these creatures at Middlefest yeah. in one of the flashbacks that we got, like, a, you know, a bunch of chapters ago. Right. And we talked about how in Roshar they call everything every kind of bird a chicken right and this is clearly not a chicken like we don't we know this isn't a chicken but I do have a little more on that in the info dump so we'll get to that okay all right well let's okay that well that's cool anyways I just I just thought that maybe Kaladin was looking at the chicken and then I think as for me the reader I was just um, drawing lines um, to uh, to Shalon Mm mm-hmm um, Sill lands on his shoulder and Kaladin says, I'm a soldier. Well, that's what you were, Sill says, but it's what I want to be again. Are you sure? Mostly, he folds his arms. The only thing is, it's crazy, Sill. It's insane. My time as a bridgeman was the worst in my life. We suffered death, oppression, indignity, and yet I don't think I've ever felt so alive as I did in those final weeks. Yeah, those final weeks eh? is, you know, he's... Using stormlight, 
He's right. succeeding Tra- on the those bridge, bridge runs. They've armored themselves with the carapace. He's being carapace, a great yeah. leader for his men. He's, his men are not dying. They're doing maneuvers with the bridge. So right. there's, yeah, he's, he was doing something pretty special then, you know? This next bit, this, this kind of, um, didn't bug me, but it says being a simple soldier, even a highly respected one, like a captain of a high prince guard, just felt mundane and ordinary. Mm-hmm. So he he's he can't stay here very long either. Right. Be, being Dalinar's guard, like I, again, it's kind of akin to Sill with the blowing of the wind. Kaladin is going to be swept away. Right. It's just. He's like a, a, a leaf, a leaf that settled for a time and then right, and then picked off, back up again. Um, yeah. And I think that it says it right in the next line. <clears throat> oh, does it? Okay, well, yeah. But, but soaring, but on, soaring the winds, on, right? Mm-hmm. That had been anything but ordinary, right? So right. you're you're totally right as being a leaf that has settled down for a period of time, but he mm-hmm. will get picked up again by the winds, and he knows how amazing it is. This next line, sentence is also interesting. Mm-hmm. Salon, or sorry, not, not, not uh, Shalon. Sil says, you're almost ready, aren't you? And he nods slowly and says, yeah. Yeah, I think I am. Mm-hmm. See, that s- seems to me to say that Sil's like, are you ready to move on? I think so. You know what else it could be too is that Sil has tried to encourage him to just be. Don't worry about who... What? Right. Don't worry about everybody mm-hmm. else. You just be you. You do the things that we know you can do. Like she, she's like, tell everyone, don't ever hide again, kind of thing. And I think that's kind right. of referring to that. You're almost ready, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think I am. Like I'm almost ready to be the ultimate version of myself. Right. Which is really cool. Soaring with the winds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next cage uh, had a large crowd around it, mm-hmm. and there were a few fierce spren wiggling about on the ground. So we get a little spren head, spren head moment um, s- spotting. The people made room for Dalinar's heir as soon as they realized who he was, and Adeline walked past them without a second glance. So the the, the crowds are parting for them to get closer. Right. Um, the cage was different. The bars were closer together. The wood was reinforced, and the animal inside didn't seem. To deserve the special treatment, the sorry beast lay in front of some rocks, eyes closed. The square face showed sharpened mandibles like teeth, only somehow more vicious, and a pair of long, tooth-like tusks that pointed down from the upper jaw. Mm-hmm. The stark spikes running from the head. As soon as it said that, I knew what it was. Stark spikes running from the head along the sinuous back, along with powerful legs, were clues as to what the beast was, a white spine. Yeah, we've heard about this thing from before, right? Like, we've heard about this thing. We even saw the carnage that it wrought when Cal's about to mention it here when he says he remembered a young man lying dead on the operating table, blood everywhere. This is Relier, Rashon's son. Um, They both of them almost died. So we've heard about this thing, but it's kind of disappointing because this white spine is a sad, pathetic version of a white spine, but it still has to have the reinforced wood, the, 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 you know what I mean? It still has to take every precaution because even a sad, pathetic version of it is still dangerous. Kaladin had never seen one. He remembered a young man lying dead on the operating table, blood everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that was cool that he, you know, looking at this creature, he has no 
real knowledge of it, only what it could do. Right. What, like he saw the on end the result. table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting that, that your first, like when you first encounter a creature, you see what it does first, mm -hmm. then you encounter it. Right. It's right. very, very interesting. Yeah. Almost, um, hang on. Uh -oh. Just trying to see if I could draw a line to Zeth. Had Kaladin experienced what Zeth could do before prior fighting to him? meeting him? Technically, yeah. yes, you're right. He did because when he had yeah. his very first dream of riding the storms, he saw Zeth over top of the body of the King of Irie and like a bunch of people dead in the right. throne room. So he did technically right. see Zeth dead or Zeth having killed Zeth's before ability. he encountered yeah. him. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. That's interesting. That's a good yeah, one. Because, and then looking at this captured, uh, again, it's a, and also like the state of it, even Zeth as we know him, he is a bit like a caged animal because he's not in control. Also, a white spine is supposed <clears throat> to be completely white and Zeth wears white. Wow. Mm, that's pretty cool. That's really cool, dude. I, I really like that. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad that we unearthed that, that little nugget yeah, just in the end Yeah, that's live right chapter. there. That's, that just happened right here. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I love it. See, I just, I, um, I patted us both on the back there just now. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I expected Kaladin that this thing would, would be more. And then Shalon's like, well, the, the, they don't do well in captivity. This one probably would have gone dormant uh, in crystal long ago if it had been allowed. They must keep dousing it to wash away the shell. This is really cool. This that means is that really this, cool. This like saber tooth tiger type creature can also build itself a chrysalis and go dormant. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. It's weird. It, it, it crystallizes and, and they have to douse it in order for it not. So almost again, like the, like the, I suppose, like the high storm, like right. the rains, right? Mm -hmm. uh, don't feel sorry for this thing. Adeline says, I've seen what they can do. Yeah. Says Kaladin softly. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Like he knows, he yeah. knows as well. Him too. You know? Yeah. Shalon got out her drawings, uh, her drawing things and she's going to go to work. People were congregating at the other side of the menagerie. <clears throat> Kaladin caught Adeline's attention, then pointed. I'm going to go check that out. Leaving Kaladin alone for a, for a minute with, with Shalon. Or Adeline so alone. Ka yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's cool because it, toward the end, the end of the chapter, Kaladin, has relaxed a bit around Shalon. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's, so he's leaving the two of them. So this that's... is part of my highlight, actually. Um, oh. If I can give you an early highlight. Um, yeah, go ahead. You know, Cal, Kaladin caught Aladdin's attention and then pointed, I'm going back, mm -hmm. I'm going to check that out. The gesture implied. Mm -hmm. The gesture implied. Aladdin nodded, resting his hand on his sword. I'll be on watch, that said. At the very beginning of this chapter, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. You? You're on uh, guard <clears throat> duty? Yeah, I don't want to be here either. Yeah, whatever, bridge boy. Right. And then now yeah, bridge boy. <laughs> they're, they're literally communicating without saying words. Yeah. So my early highlight, I won't have to give you my highlight after, I'm going to tell it to you right now. My early highlight is that this carriage ride with the three of them was probably actually really good for all of them. Kaladin starts to relax yeah. his suspicions on Shalon. Mm -hmm. Adeline tells Shalon, Kaladin can be trusted. His fa my father includes him in all the important meetings. He can be trusted. Even right. if I don't like him, he can be trusted. And then now we see that 
you know, they've, they're able to kind of communicate as soldiers to each other being like, yeah, okay, I'm going over here. You keep an eye out. Yeah, I got it kind of thing without even having to talk. I really like this. It's really, really neat. There is, there, there definitely is a change from the beginning of the chapter with Kaladin's position to this moment right here. Right. Um, he goes, so he does leave his side and he goes over and he soon, he sees a familiar face. And of course it's Amaram standing in this crowd. He was, he was tall mm-hmm. and Dalinar is with him, guarded by several of Kaladin's own men. Mm-hmm. And he walks up, he can start to hear the conversation and Dalinar says, um, heard my son was here. Dalinar was saying to the well-dressed owner of the menagerie, the owner, you needn't pay, high prince, the menagerie owner says. Your presence is a grand blessing from the heralds upon my humble collection and your distinguished guest. Amaram. He wore a strange cloak, bright yellow gold with a black glyph on the back. Oath. Kaladin didn't recognize the shape, but it looked familiar, though. The double eye. He realized the symbol of... Is it true? The menagerie owner asks. The rumors around camp are most intriguing. Dalinar sighs and says, We were going to announce this at the feast tonight, but as Amaram insists on wearing the cloak, I suppose it needs to be stated. Under the king's direction, I have commanded the refounding of the Knights Radiant. Let it be spoken of in the camps. The ancient oaths are spoken again, and Bright Lord Amaram was, at my request, the first to speak them. The Knights Radiant have been reestablished, and he stands at their head. Bum, bum, bum. Whoa. So a couple That's of things crazy. here. Crazy that Amaram is at the head of the, the new Knights Radiant that Dalinar just decides to reform, which is Well, crazy. hang on, hang on. It's, it says here, under the king's direction. Right. But, really. But who, we know Dalinar, yeah. Those, those strings on Elikar are pretty tight. Yeah, I know. So this you, was very surprising There's also news, a tiny and... little reveal here for you because oh, you've okay. kind of always asked what the mm-hmm. double iris eye meant. Yes. Yeah. And it seems to mean it's a symbol of the Knight's Radiant because he's wearing it on his cloak. On his glyph, on, the, on yeah. this, or not this glyph, this, is it a symbol or is it a glyph? It's the symbol of, and then, dun, 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 the Knight's Radiant has been reestablished. So it seems to imply that this double eye, that this cloak, because uh, mm. Dalinar's saying, well, we're, I was going to announce it later, but he insists on wearing the cloak. So the cloak is the symbol right. that he is a Knight's Radiant. So that double iris yeah. thing that you've kind of right. asked about, and we've never really known what it was. I've, I've asked about it for, because it, I think it was even in the way of Kings, in terms of the, in the artwork in the novels, you can see it on several depictions, not on every chapter, but mm-hmm. on every chapter that has the, um, the, the sort of, um, re- the relief work, there is this eye symbol. Right. And you can see the two pupils inside of the eye. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so if that symbol is the Knight's Radiant, that's, that's interesting. That's really cool. I mean, and the, and then the plot thinkings, of course, adding Amr. So it really, it's, it's delightful, but it's also, oh man, like, where is this going? Like, yeah, really? <laughs> like turn I'm the knife a little, at yeah. the bit, like, this is crazy that, yeah. you know, this, this setup, Kaladin must be going nuts. Um, you know, and, and again, like, are the Knights Radiant, like if Amram is the head of this new 
Is it right to call them an order? Are, are the Knights Radiant an order? Um, yeah, there well, there are orders within the Knights Radiant, right? Right. The right. Windrunners are an order of the Knights Radiant. The Light right. Weavers are an order of the Knights Radiant. So, so what is Amaram's talent? Well, we don't know. Does he even have right. a talent? I don't know. We don't know. Interesting. So oh, what, what's your- Love it. What a great what, chapter. Yeah, it's a great chapter. What, what's your highlight? Yeah. Do you, uh, you kind of um, mentioned earlier your highlight <laughs> other was- Other than him like wanting to the... punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy the fact that at the end of this, he gets a little more relaxed around Shalon mm-hmm. and, um, and, uh, and Adeline. So that I really like, but I think I'm going to go with, uh, a more amusing part of it. Yes. The punch in the face, but it's, it's the can't avoid the conversation. Right. That that element of this chapter, I thought, was really delightful. That here's Kaladin. He's like, "Oh yeah, it's you guarding me again." Oh great! And then, of course, you know, um, sitting on the outside of the of the carriage, Wit shows up. Wit is very strange, and Kaladin's not really having it. Then there's a, a change in scenery when they arrive at the manor house. Yeah. Shallan's coming. He wants to stay inside the carriage, so he goes in. Okay, thank gosh, I'm away from Wit for a bit. Yeah. And it goes in and then here's them talking about, oh, there's nothing to do. And we have to like complaining yeah. about everything. They're making googly so eyes at each other. And yeah, yeah, yeah. all that. So I, I fu- like that part of it's amusing. And then to add on top of it, Sill is there to say, why, why are you so upset about people being happy? Yeah, and you're so, so sour. It's just, just kind of Kaladin getting bombarded, yeah. um, which I really like. And at the tail end, when he kind of breaks away from it. Mm-hmm. To like be free of all of this, then he gets nailed with this revelation about right. Amaran. Yeah, it's a barrage so of, of stuff, right? It's, yeah. yeah. So anyway. Yeah, it's an honorable uh, mention for Wit in this chapter. What a delightful mm-hmm. character Wit is. Um, always, oh, yeah. always amazing to read his dialogue. He's so great. <laughs> He's so good. Wit is like Q for me in, in Star he Trek. He totally is. He's totally Q. It's, 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 when, it's when Q shows up and then... And changes changes the dynamic or actually what it really does is it makes the audience or the reader feel a little bit nervous or uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because you don't know what's going to come next Mm -hmm. now i think maybe q as goes like a little too far like so far we haven't seen wit go too far right and we don't we haven't seen also it be like extremely like omnipotent either right so because right, he doesn't right. know everything he he just knows almost everything and it's that almost that gets him right <laughs> that drives him mad yeah, yeah that's, that's so the best. um so yeah no, this is when we chapter. would uh this is when we would transition to the next chapter and do chapter 56 white spine uncaged however mm-hmm. we aren't gonna do it yet because it's gonna be a live read we're gonna actually yes. record that par- part tomorrow and um a wow. bunch of our a bunch of our Discord friends are going to be on Discord with us while you read it. We're going to record and you're going to read it live mm-hmm. and we're going to get your feedback and mm-hmm. uh, they're mm-hmm. all going to get to listen. It's going to be pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> um plug incentive for being part of the Patreon team and get that Discord link. Um but uh it's yeah, be pretty cool. Super I'm, excited I'm, for I'm tomorrow. I'm looking forward to this. And then at the <laughs> end of that we'll do an info dump and we'll kind of wrap up a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, so. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Looking forward to it.
All right. Um, so it's three o'clock. Um, we have quite a quite a nice little group of people in here right now. Um, I had a I... look at the chapter. No, stop looking. Um, okay, so I, pe- I, pe- I peeked a little bit. I peeked a little bit. We're going to start in like thirty seconds here, everybody. So we're giving everyone okay. just an extra minute just to get in, just in case. <clears throat> Normally, I would have a pen and be underlining. I suppose that's what I could show is the condition of my words of radiance. Uh, paperback is every single page is pretty much underlined in it from what we've covered i don't know if anybody can see that i can't like, really see it your your, your video is a little bit foggy on my my end but that oh, could just be it? my internet or something but uh yeah all of my notes and underlying bits but okay so I it's 301 it. we i think there's a couple <clears> people <throat> that said they were going to come in that are missing but we can't wait any longer um okay all right so Okay, so Take away, how about you lead us in? How about you lead us in with our with sure. the uh, with the intro? Sure. Oh, there's we don't do an intro because this is going to be the back oh, half. This is going to be this is okay. be the back half of one episode. But I can do it for the people okay. that are here. Uh, welcome sure. to the live read, everyone. Um, I'm Sean Q, your host, and with me is. Uh, our own white spy and uncaged Jack. What's up? <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing great, dude. Um, all right, so that take it away good. anytime you want. Okay, so chapter, this is Words of Radiance, chapter 56, White Spine Uncaged. Okay. 23 cohorts followed behind that came from the contributions of the king of Maccabacum. For though the bond between man and spren was at times inexplicable, the ability for bonded spren to manifest in our world, rather than their own, grew stronger through the course of the oaths given. Mm -hmm. Interesting. This is from Words of Radiance, chapter 35, page 9. Yeah. So interesting interesting that uh, Maccabacum is Is different from... Because now it's called Maccabacchi, and so Maccabacum might be an old version of the um like the silver epochs kingdoms like we talked about alephgar right. and, and, and alethala and how that's a little different um any other thoughts the bond bond between man and spren uh was at times inexplicable hmm. Hmm. sounds like even back then they didn't know too much about it right. or too much about really it, yeah. explain it yeah so interesting interesting yeah Okay, well, we start starting off with a dangerous word now that I see it uh, fully. It says Amram, right, the first word. Mm-hmm. Amram obviously doesn't have any surge-binding abilities, Sigzil said softly, standing beside Kaladin. Dalinar Navani, the king, and Amram climbed out of their carriage ahead. The dueling arena rose before them. Another of the crater-like formations that rimmed the shattered plains, it was much smaller than the ones that held the war camps, however, and had tiered seats inside. With both Elokar and Dalinar in attendance, not to mention Navani and both of Dalinar's sons, Kaladin had brought every guard he could. That included some of the men from Bridge 17 and Bridge 2. Those stood proudly, with spears held high, obviously excited to finally be trusted with their first bodyguard assignment. In total, he had 40 men on duty. It's a decent amount. None of Mm -hmm. them would be worth a drop of rain if the assassin in white attacked. Yeah, that's... um, 
That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's an interesting observation. Can we be certain? Kaladin asked, nodding toward Amarim, who still wore his yellow and gold cloak with the symbol of the knight's radiant on the back. I haven't shown anyone my powers. There have to be others training as I am. Storms, Sill, all but promised me there were. What? Did I just read that right? Yeah. Um, earlier, either in earlier this book or the previous book, Sill has told yeah. him that there were other Spren out there looking for bonds. So he knows for sure there are others. Right, right. But he's saying that he hasn't shown anyone his powers yet. And so maybe others are also doing the same thing, training and not showing powers. And we know there is literally one doing it. He was just in a carriage with that person earlier. Right, right. Right, so. He'd have displayed the abilities if he had them, Sigzil said. Gossip is moving through the 10 war camps like floodwater. Half the people think it's blasphemous and stupid what Dalinar is doing. The other half are undecided. If Amaram displayed surge-binding powers, Bright Lord Dalinar's move would look a lot less precarious. Sigzil was probably right. But Amaram? The man walked with such pride, head held high. Kaladin felt his neck growing hot, and for a moment it seemed the only thing he could see was Amaram. Golden cloak and haughty face. Mm-hmm. Bloodstained, that man was bloodstained. Kaladin told Dalinar about it. That's true, he did. Dalinar wouldn't do anything. Someone else would have to. Kaladin, Sigzil asked. Kaladin realized he'd stepped toward Amaram, hands clenched on his spear. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. He took a deep breath and then pointed. Put men up on the rim of the arena there. Scar and Eth are in the preparation room with Adeline. For all the good, it will do him out on the field. Put another few men at the arena bottom just in case. Three men at every door. I'll take six with me to the king's seats. Kaladin paused and then added, Let's also put two men guarding Adeline's betrothed. Just in case. She'll be sitting with Siberia. Oh, that's nice. He actually thought of putting a few extra with Shallan. Yeah, well, we, we kind of talked yeah. earlier in the episode, yeah. which technically we recorded yesterday, but we talked right. earlier about how at the beginning of that chapter, he was right. like, oh, da- Shalon's a danger. And then at the end, yeah. he was all like, she's not a danger. Looking- she just wants Adeline. And now he's like, we better protect her because she's important to Adeline. And that's his duty right. is to protect Adeline and the family, right? Well, protect Alinar and the family. I- so I like that little turnaround since last chapter that he's, mm-hmm. you know, Letting go of his, you know, Jack suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this, well, it's, it's this character with the candlestick and the... Okay. Maybe we can get him um, to talk to you about Navani and be like, it's okay, dude. It's okay. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll probably have to make many apologies in the future about Navani. But yeah. Um, okay. Um, Sigzil asked, uh, sitting, uh, she'll be sitting with Sabariel. Will do, Sigzil says. Tell the men to keep focused, Sig. This is likely to be a dramatic fight. I want their minds on the possibility of assassins, not on the duel. Is he really going to fight two men at once? Yeah. Can he possibly win that? I don't know, and I don't really care. Our job is to watch for other threats. 
That's interesting. No skin in the game, I suppose. But the losses would be great. Mm -hmm. He might, he might, he might say that he doesn't care, but but it would it would certainly change the the playing field. Um, but as we noted last time, Kaladin's a bit of a leaf blowing in the wind, right? He wants to right. be off, you know. Mm -hmm. Sigzel nodded and moved to leave. He hesitated, however, taking Kaladin by the arm. You could join them, Cal, he said softly. If the kings were founding the Knights Radiant, you have an excuse to show what you are. Dalinar is trying, but so many think of the Radiants as an evil force, forgetting the good they did before they betrayed mankind. But if you showed your powers, it could change minds. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Because just when I was reading that, I imagined Kaladin in the ring with Amaram. Hmm. Like, because, yeah, wow. I don't know why that gave me a vision of that, but it's just, we know that, we know that he wants to confront him. And, and if Amaram is, doesn't possess powers, which I guess, I don't know that right now, do I? We, well, we don't powers. know. We don't know anything, right? We don't know. No. We know that okay. Amram has some interest from what Shalon's been uh, investigating. He obviously has right. some interests, and he's with some kind of maybe organization or a group of people who are investigating. And he obviously is an interest to the Ghost Bloods. And now Dalinar right. has named him the head of the Knights Radiant. And like earlier, he's like, "Well, you know," uh, Sigzel's like, "If he had power, he'd show it." But Cal's like, "But I have power, right. and I'm not showing it." So. So right. we don't really know anything yet. Right. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so join under Amram, not likely. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Go past my orders, Kaladin said, gesturing, then pulled his arm free of Sigzel's grip and jogged after the king and his retinue. At least the sun was out today, the spring air warm. Sill, oh, Sill, bobbed along behind Kaladin, Amaram is ruining you, Kaladin, she whispered. Don't let him. Yeah, I hope that she's right there, that it doesn't push him too far. Oh, hang on. What's the title of the chapter? White Spine Uncaged. Who's the White Spine? Um, Kaladin, he gritted his teeth and didn't reply. Instead, he moved up beside Moash, who was in charge of a team who would watch Brightness Navani. She prefer preferred to watch the duels from down below in the preparation rooms. A part of him, that's interesting, uh, she preferred to watch the duels down below. Okay, a part of him wondered if he should let Moash guard anyone other than Dalinar, but Stormit Moash had sworn to him that he'd take no more actions against the king. Kaladin trusted him on that count. They were bridge four. That's, that's nice. I really like that. Mm -hmm. I'll let you, sorry, I'll get you out of this, Moash, Kaladin thought, pulling the man aside. We'll fix this. Moash, Kaladin said, speaking softly. Starting tomorrow, I'm putting you on patrol duty. Moash frowned. I thought you always wanted me guarding. His expression grew hard. This is about what happened in the tavern. I want you to take a deep patrol, Kaladin said. Head out towards new... Natanan. I don't want you here when we move against Graves and his people. It had been too long already. I'm not leaving. You will, and it's not subject to... What they're doing is right, Cal. 
Kaladin frowned. Have you still been meeting with them? Moash looked away, only once, to assure them that you'd come around. You still disobeyed an order, Kaladin said. Storm it, Moash. The noise inside the arena was building. Almost time for the match, Moash said, pulling his arm free of Kaladin's grip. We can talk about this later. Kaladin ground his teeth, but unfortunately, Moash was right. This wasn't the time. Should have grabbed him this morning, Kaladin thought. No, what I should have done was make a decision on this days ago. Yeah, exactly. It was his own fault. You will go on that patrol, Moash, he said. You don't get to be insubordinate just because you're my friend. Go on. The man jogged ahead, collecting his squad. Wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So I was what do you think? Hoping for a lo- well, I was hoping that Moash would have adhered to what Kaladin was was saying, but um, yeah, like he defied an order and went back his, his, to another meeting. Yeah, his convictions you know? are. Yeah, that's not ideal. I don't know. Any thoughts from your end, or I'm just thinking um, about it now. So, just from like the whole the whole scene here. Um, Kaladin's point of view he's kind of preoccupied with where the men are supposed to go um, I like how he's like I love that moment when he's like I don't know and I don't really care about mm-hmm. the match our job is to watch for threats right watch for threats yeah mm-hmm. and you mentioned yeah. something earlier about uh, um, uh, Zeth that all the men won't matter if the assassin right. White decides to attack I really like that line too because it, it means not that worth Cal, a drop of rain mm-hmm. yeah and that, it means that Cal hasn't forgotten Okay, so scene change, and here we go. Mm-hmm. Adelin, oh, sorry, Adelin for werewolf. Adelin uh, knelt beside his sword in the preparation room and found he didn't know what to say. He looked at his reflection in the blade. Um, two shard bearers at once. He'd never even tried that outside of the practice grounds. Oh, interesting. Fighting multiple opponents was tough. In the histories, if you heard of a man fighting six men at once or whatnot, the truth was probably that he managed to take them one at a time somehow. Two at once was hard, if they were prepared and careful. Not Mm. impossible, but really hard. It comes down to this, Adolin said. He had to say something to the sword. It was tradition. Let's go be spectacular. Then let's wipe that smile off Sadius's face. <laughs> um, at at this, yeah, that's pretty great. At this point, though, do we know who he's fighting other than Relis? No. No. Okay. He stood up dismissing his blade. He left the small preparation room, walking down the tunnel. So with the preparation room, you know, I had said earlier that Navani prefers to be there. Mm-hmm. Is the preparation room, do you think it's like the last spot that they leave from before they begin the duel yes this is the same room that um that uh, that adeline gets ready all the time he always puts the the sword down into the ground in the preparation room Mm -hmm. he -hmm. says his like he you know says his prayer but he's like talking to the sword and then him and renarn will before he goes actually out in the hallway he does um his list and every time after the duel the other duels we've seen when he comes back Mm -hmm. from the duel navani's waiting in the preparation room does she have the the McDonald's orange drink to give the? I think she does. Gatorade? Yeah, 
the one that's the like the orange yeah it's not orange juice but it's orange drink yeah, yeah. <laughs> orange drink yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> okay um i would you know i was just thinking like with Navani wanting to be there why, why does she like being there maybe she likes seeing the last moments before um before they head into uh into the dueling arena um i don't know mm-hmm. i'm just r- ruminating a little bit more on that okay um comes down to this okay sadius's face he stood up dismissing his blade he left the small preparation room walking down the tunnel with carved painting painted duelists in the room beyond renarin sat in his colon uniform he wore that to official functions like this instead of the blasted bridge four uniform blasted bridge four uniform waiting anxiously aunt navani was screwing the lid off a jar of paint to do a glyph ward I almost thought for a second it was going to be screwing off the jar, the lid off a jar of jam. Uh-oh. <laughs> to do a glyph ward. Okay. No need, Adolin says, taking one from his pocket. Painted in colon blue, it read, Excellence. Navani cocked an eyebrow. The girl? Yeah, Adolin says. The calligraphy isn't bad, Navani said grudgingly. She's quite wonderful, Aunt, Adolin said. I wish you'd give her more of a chance. And she does want to share her scholarship with you. We'll see, Navani said. We'll see if she wants to share, or we'll just see. Hmm. Um, she sounded more thoughtful than she had before regarding Shalon. Okay, a good sign. Okay, good. Right. Adolin placed the glyph ward in the brazier, then bowed his head as it burned. A prayer to the Almighty for aid. His combatants for the day would probably be burning their own prayers. How did the Almighty decide whom to help? It's interesting, eh? This is this is like in uh, in D and D, like casting bless or you know um, uh, aid another or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, totally in terms about, yeah. of the economy. I can't believe Adolin thought, raising his head from the prayer, that he'd want those who serve Sadius even indirectly to succeed. Hmm. I'm worried, Navani said. Father thinks the plan could work, and Elokar really likes it. Elokar can be impulsive, Navani said, folding her arms and watching the remnants of the Glyphward burn. The terms change things. Hmm. The terms agreed upon with Relis and, un- and spoken in front of the High Judge just earlier indicated that this duel would go until surrender, not until a certain number of plate sections were broken. That meant if Adolin did manage to beat one of his foes, making the man give in, the other could keep fighting. It also meant that Adolin didn't have to stop fighting until he was convinced he was bested. Right. Or until he was incapacitated. Well, I think convincing that he was bested, that's going be, to be hard. Mm-hmm. Right? Renarin walked over, resting a hand on Adolin's shoulder. I think the plan is a good one, he said. You can do this. They're going to try to break you, Navani said. That's why they insisted this be a match until the surrender. They'll leave you crippled if they can, Adolin. No different from the battlefield, he said. Actually, in this case, they will want to leave me alive. I'll work better as an object lesson with blade dead legs 
than I would as ashes. Hmm. Hmm. He's probably right about that. Mm-hmm. Navani, Navani closed her eyes, drawing in a breath. She looked pale. Oh. Nervous? It was a little like having his mother back. A little. Wow. That's nice, eh, coming from Adolin. Yeah, it's really nice. You asked one of the reasons why, why does Navani mm-hmm. hang out down here? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why she does, right. but thank God she does, because it's nice for Adeline to have that motherly figure there in those moments yeah. right before he goes out, right? I really like it. It's giving me goosebumps, actually. It's really nice. Well, I think, I think that's why maybe I lingered on that thought, is that she wants to be there at the last moments before they enter the ring. Like, she yeah. wants, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's really nice. Um, it is nice. Make sure you don't give Sadius any outs, Renarin said. Uh, to him as the armorers entered with Adolin's shard plate. When you corner him with a challenge, hang on. He will look for a way to escape. Don't let him. Bring him down on those sands and beat him bloody, brother. What, hang on. Is Sadius fighting him or, or no, what's the no, deal? No, 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 no. Remember from the last chapter we read, the, the Pride Prince Yenev uh, thing was that oh, yeah. if he yeah, does yeah, yeah. spectacularly he, the, here, he can ask for the then king he gets to invocate. Yeah, right. and then he's he going to try to... Uh, yeah. The right of... Right. What's he, it called? The, the, cha- the, the, the right the, of challenge. The, the right of challenge. Yeah, he's going to okay. try to do to Sadius what Sadius did to High Prince Yenev. Got it, yep. Okay, don't let him. Bring him down on those sands and beat him bloody, brother. With pleasure. Now, you ate chicken? Renarin asked. Two plates of the stuff with curry. Ooh, mm, curry. Mm, me too. Mm, can we pause for some food? Actually, no, 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 keep going, keep going. No, okay. Mother's chain. Adolin felt in his pocket. Then he felt in his other one. What? Renarin asked, fingers tightening on Adolin's shoulder. I could have sworn I slipped it in. Renarin cursed. Might be back in my rooms, Adolin said, in the war camps, on my end table. Assuming he hadn't grabbed it, then lost it on the way. Storms. That's not good. It was just a good luck charm. Didn't mean anything. Yeah, but it could mean everything. He started sweating away, sorry, sweating anyway as Renarin scrambled to send a runner off to search. They wouldn't get back in time. Already he could hear the crowd outside, the growing roar that came before a duel. Adolin reluctantly allowed his armorers to begin putting on his plate. By the time they gave him his helm, he had recovered most of his rhythm. Interesting choice of words. Mm-hmm. He had recovered most of his rhythm, the anticipation that was an odd blend of anxiety in his stomach and relaxation in his muscles. You couldn't fight while tense. You could fight while nervous, but not while tense. I like that a lot. Hmm. Right, like tense more like it's, you're, you're like seized. Mm-hmm. but nervous you're just you know, the anxiety he can deal with he nodded to the servants and they pushed open the doors letting him stride out onto the sand he could tell from their cheering where the dark eyes sat in contrast the light eyes grew softer instead of louder when he emerged it was good that Elokar reserved space for the dark eyes Adolin liked the noise it reminded him of a battlefield hmm that's interesting 
There was a time, he thought, when I didn't like the battlefield because it wasn't quiet, like a duel. Despite his original reluctance, he had become a soldier. He strode out into the center of the arena. The others hadn't left their preparation room yet. Take Relis first, Adolin told himself. You know his dueling style. The man preferred vine stance. Well, that's new. Mm -hmm. Slow and steady, but with sudden quick lungs. Or, sorry, lungs. Lunges. <laughs> Adolin wasn't sure whom he'd bring along to fight with him, though he'd borrowed a full set of the king's blade and plate. Perhaps his cousin wanted to try again for vengeance. Hmm. Vine stance. I think it's wise for him to say that he's going to go for Relis first. Mm-hmm. You know, he says that he knows he's familiar with his fighting. And um, Relis is the champ, right? Relis is the current dueling champ. Right, right. So he's the, right. he's currently the best to fight. Like he's the, the going to be the hardest. If he can get him out, then whoever he's right. brought in will be will be a little easier to fight. I'm so nervous about who is being brought in. Um, okay. Shalon was there on the opposite side of the arena, her red hair standing out like blood on stone. She had two Bridgman guards. Adolin found himself nodding in appreciation of that and raised a fist to her, and she waved back. Adolin danced from one foot to the other, letting the power of the plate flow through him. He could win even without Mother's chain. The problem was he intended to challenge Sadius after this, so he had to retain enough strength for that duel. Mm-hmm. Wait a sec, wait a sec. If he invokes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I was unclear again. He, he is planning on fighting all three today? Well, the right of challenge, according to how it happened with High Prince Yenev and Sadius, Yenev, yeah. the fight happened immediately. Because he's calling him out. Wow. It's like, it's literally like, you know, Hogan goes out there and fights. He fights yeah. the Sheik and he's all like, I'm calling That's you crazy. out, Andre the Giant. And he has to call them out from the yeah. from behind, right? He's literally just calling him out. I don't like this at all. I think that's... Anyways, okay, let's, let's see where it goes. Let's keep going. Um, retain enough strength that duel. Right, he checked... He, sorry. He checked. Anxious. Was Sadius there? Yes, he sat only a little ways from father and the king. Okay, so maybe we're, maybe Sadius is not dueling him right away, so that's interesting. Adolin narrowed his eyes, remembering the crushing moment of realization when he'd seen Sadius's armies retreating from the tower. That steadied him. He'd stewed long about that betrayal, and it was time, finally, to do something. The doors across from him opened, and four men in shardplate strode out. Scene change. I'm getting goosebumps. This is great. It's so good. I'm imagining so all kinds of let's, imagery from... Let's, let's talk about this scene here. Um, any, anything that you want mm. to point out uh, before we move on? Well, um, now that I'm clear about the potential, the challenge that takes place right after, I think that's r- even more risky than it already was. Um, mm-hmm. The missing chain. Um, had we been referred to that earlier with his duels, the chain? Yeah. From his he always had his mother's chain with him. Yep. Okay. Part of his list. Okay. Maybe part of his list of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, the only thing I want to point out hmm. is that there, I, you did read something wrong earlier. Um, oh. I, um, where is it here? 
What did I read? Um, uh, you read this line here. It says, Renarn walked over, resting his hand on Adeline's shoulder. I think the plan's yeah. a good one, he said. You can do this. <laughs> I think that's how you're supposed to read it. Just That's just my I, opinion. I think you're right. It sounds you're better, right. I think, right? <laughs> The last thing I want to bring hey, up... Hey, guys. <laughs> the only other thing I want to bring up before we move on yeah. is that last okay. line that you read in this scene. Yes. Four men in shard plate strode out. Yeah. I know. So I'm, I'm a little confused by that. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that it's just, you know, two other guards or I don't know. Um, it, it can't be four of them on one. It can't be that. Well, why don't you read... Continue. Are you serious? Keep reading. Oh, the next line. <laughs> the next line literally is, Four, Dalinar said, leaping to his feet. Kaladin took a step downward. Okay, I've got another goosebump here. This is awful. <laughs> Kaladin took a step downward toward the arena floor. Yes, those were all shardbearers entering the sands of the dueling arena below. One wore a set of the king's plate. The other wore, the other three wore their own ornamented and painted. One of them were, were the king's plate. Down below, yeah. the, high, the high judge for the bout turned and cocked her head toward the king. What is this? Dalinar bellowed towards Sadius, who sat only a short distance away. The light eyes on the bench-like rose of seats between them hunched down or fled, leaving a direct line of sight between the high princes. Sadius and his wife turned without, sorry, turned about lazily. Why do you ask me? Sadius called back. None of those men are mine. I'm just an observer today. Oh, don't be tiresome, Sadius, Elokar called. You know full well what is happening. Why are there four? Is Adolin supposed to pick the two he wants to duel? Two? Sadius asked. When was it said that he would fight two? That's what he said when he set up the duel, Dalinar shouted. Paired, dis- paired disadvantaged duel, two against one, as per the dueling conventions. Actually, Sadius replied, that is not what young Adolin agreed to. Why, I have it on very good authority that he told Prince Relis, I'll fight you and whomever you bring. Hmm. Oh, good. Um, that's awful. I don't hear a specification. <laughs> That's awful. What a d- I can't believe it. That's terrible. That's really bad. I uh, don't hear a specification of a number in there which subjects Adolin to a full disadvantaged duel, not a paired duel. Relis may bring as many as he wishes. I know several scribes who recorded Adolin's precise words, and I hear the high judge asked him specifically if he understood what he was doing, and he said that he did. Dalinar growled softly. It was a sound Kaladin had never heard from him. The growl of a beast on a chain. Mm. It surprised him. The high prince contained himself, however, sitting down with a curt motion. Ah, the growl of a beast on a chain. Oh, maybe that's the white's, maybe it's um, the black thorn. Oh, I don't know. I love that <laughs> line. Going on. This, I really, really love that isn't line. Isn't that great? Yeah. The growl of a beast on a chain. Well, you know what? The growl of a beast on a chain and 
perhaps that's in some ways, although he put it in his pocket, but that's what we, we, we would have had in Adolin since he fights with his mother's necklace, right? Chain. Hmm. Yeah. Um, he outthought us, Dalinar said softly to the king. Again. We'll need to retreat and consider our next move. Someone tell Adolin to pull out of the contest. Are you certain? The king said. Pulling out would require that Adolin forfeit. Uncle, that's six shards, I believe. Everything you own. Kaladin could read the conflict in Dalinar's features. That's interesting. The scrunched up brow, the red furry, sorry, the red fury rising on his cheeks. The indecision in his eyes. Give up without a fight? It was probably the right thing to do. Kaladin doubted he could have done it. Kaladin doubted, yeah, okay. Below, after an extended pause, frozen on the sand, Adolin raised his hand in a sign of agreement. The judge began the duel. <laughs> oh my god, he's actually okay. going through with it. So, what do you think about this? Four against one. Well, I think that... You know, I just, I mean, I, I understand what they're doing here, but... I mean, surely there is the, um, I'm pretty sure that if we went back and read the text that he had agreed to two. No. Right? Like he, he literally said those exact words. That's all he I'll said. I'll fight you and whomever you, f uh, you bring. And then the high judge Isto said, you do realize yeah. what you've done here, right? And he says, I know dueling conventions. I know what I'm, uh, what I've agreed to when he really didn't know what he agreed to. She was trying to tell him in that moment. So, well, 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 here's the, well, here's the question, though. But here's the question: like, it's Dalinar that's saying four. It's not. It's not Adolin saying four. And in fact, all we get from this revelation of these four fighters is Adolin saying, "Let's begin." Like he holds up. He holds up his hand, right? Yep. Below, he, after an extended pause. So, what if Adolin knew exactly, and he knew this was gonna like? If you want spectacular. I'm going to give you a spectacular. I mean, that's giving him be... a little bit too much credit, but, maybe, maybe, but you know yeah. what? We are yeah. about to enter a POV with Adeline, so Adeline will tell you whether or not it's part of his plan. Okay. You can continue well, reading. There you go. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much for my theory. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I uh, didn't get that one right. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm a storm-cursed idiot. Adeline jogged jogged backward across the sand-covered circle of the arena. He'd need to put his back to the wall to avoid being completely surrounded. That meant he'd start the duel with no place to retreat, locked in a box, cornered. Why hadn't he been more specific? He could see the holes in his challenge. He'd agreed to a full disadvantaged duel without realizing it. He should have stated specifically that Relis could bring one other, but no... Doing so would have been smart, and Adolin was a storming idiot. <laughs> I love he that recognized... so much. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. He recognized Relis from his plate and blade, colored completely a deep black, breakaway cloak bearing the... his father's glyph... glyph pair. The man in King's Plate, judging by his height and the way he walked, would indeed be Ellet, Relis's cousin, returned for a rematch. He carried an enormous hammer rather than a blade, and the two moved across the field carefully, and their two companions took the flanks, 
one in orange, the other in green. Adolin recognized the plate. That would be a Brobadar, a full shardbearer from Aladar's camp, and an Yakimav, bearing the king's blade that Relis had borrowed. Yakimav, or maybe it's Jack. Is it Jack? <laughs> yeah, Jackimav, Adolin's friend. I don't, I'll be, I'll be Adolin's friend. Um, you remember him? Adolin, uh, J- uh Mm-hmm. I do not. He's the one that they, he fought on the plateau run with, the guy who had the hammer, and they scaled oh, that yeah, plateau together. Right. they scaled up, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gave him his, wow. he gave him advice on who to fight next. Right. And then he sort of kind of dismissed him to hang out because he's like, you know, your dad's doing weird things and I don't really want to be seen with you in public. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So his friend, his friend's going to fight him Thanks for reminding me about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little harsh, eh? But I guess that's the way these duels go, right? So. So Aelin cursed. These two were among the best duelists in the camp. Jackamav would have won his own blade years ago if he'd been allowed to risk his plate. That had apparently changed. Had he and his house been brought with a promise of a share in in the spoils? Blade forming in his hand, Adolin backed into the cool shade of the wall around the arena grounds. Just above him, dark eyes roared on their benches, whether they were thrilled or horrified by what he faced. Adolin could not tell. He'd come here intending to give a spectacular show. They'd get the opposite instead. A quick slaughter. Wow. So he's he's planning, you think, on making this quick? Well, he thinks it'll be quick because he's four against one. So he, he has to be he has Sounds to be like He's sounding like he's losing a little faith in himself here. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Um, I read it the, I read it the other way. Yeah, because he's saying he'd, he'd come here intending to give a spectacular show. They'd get, get quite they get the opposite. get the opposite, a quick yeah. slaughter of him, yeah. Right. Well, he'd made this pyre himself. If he was going to burn on it, he'd at least put up a fight first. Relis and Ellet prowled closer, one in slate gray, the other in black, as their allies worked around the sides. Those would hang back to try to make Adolin focus on the two in front of him. Then the others could attack him from the sides. One at a time, lad. One shout from the stands seemed to separate from the others. Was that Zale's voice? You're not hmm. cornered. Hmm. Relis stepped forward in a quick motion, testing Adolin. Adolin danced away in wind stance, certainly the best against so many foes. With both hands holding the blade in front of him, positioned sideways with one foot forward. You're not cornered. What did Zale mean? Of course he was cornered. It was the only way to face four. And how could he possibly face them one at a time? They'd never allow that. Relis tested forward again, making Adolin shuffle sideways along the wall, focused on him. He had to turn somewhat to face Relis, however, and that put a Brodabar. A Brobadar? A Brobadar. Moving up the other way, wearing orange, in his blind spot, storms. They're scared of you, Zale's voice drifting again above the crowd. Do you see it in them? Show them why. This is, this is cool, eh? This, like, has he made eye contact with Zale? 
No, but he can hear his voice. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of awesome. Like, it's kind of it's kind of giving me Obi Wan vibes with like, well, like I, telling Luke. Well, I don't think like it's telling actually Luke to telling run. us whether or not he's there. Like it, when you read it, it's in quotes, mm. so it's a sound yeah, he's it's hearing, quotes. right? It's not right. in italics where he's he, remembering he his be. teachings. So right. Zale's right. actually there, actually there, screaming at him, which is really and he, Zale's got to be close enough to be able to be heard, right? Right. Adolin hesitated. Relis stepped forward, making a stone stance strike. Stone stance to be immobile. Ellet came in next, hammer held wardingly. They backed Adolin along the wall toward Abrobadar. No. Adolin had demanded this duel. He had wanted it. He would not become a frightened rat. Show them why. Zale's words. Adolin attacked. He leaped forward, sweeping with a barrage of strikes at Relis. Ellet jumped away, with a curse as he did so. They were like men with spears, prodding at a white spine. And this white spine was not yet caged. Yeah, Adolin buddy. shouted. Yeah, so there we go. Adolin shouted, beating against Relis, scoring strikes on his helm and left Vambrace, cracking the ladder. Stormlight rose from Relis's forearm. As Ellet recovered, Aelin spun on him and struck, leaving Relis dazed from the attack. His assault forced Ellet to hold his hammer back and block with his forearm, lest Aelin slice the hammer in two and leave him unarmed. This was what Zale meant. Attack with fury. Don't allow them time to respond or assess. Four men. If he could intimidate them into hesitating, Maybe. Adolin stopped thinking. He let the flow of the fight consume him, let the rhythm of his heart guide the beating of his sword. Ellet cursed and pulled away, leaking stormlight from his left shoulder and forearm. I love this rhythm stuff that we're getting this in, Dude, the, in the text here. My notes really here have like, like 10 asterisks surrounding this quote. Just this oh, line really? here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he let the flow of the fight consume him. Let the rhythm right. of the, his heart guide the beating of his sword. There's just so many right. tie-ins here. Heartbeat, sword, rhythm. There's just so much in that one sentence. It's just amazing. Well, actually, there's, there's quite a bit in this, actually. Let the rhythm of his heart guide the beating of his sword. Yeah. Yeah, it's just really cool, right? Like, Well, like his sword is a living thing. He talks to it like it is. Yeah. It's really cool. Right. Well, what's that? What's that called when you uh, give personality to inanimate objects? What's that called? Oh, um, uh, anthropomorphizing. Anthropology. What? what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. I think it's that. I think it's called um, uh, anamanapia. Isn't that what that? Oh, never mind. I, Wrong I thing. Gotta, I, I got. I got to keep reading, dude. Go, I'm go, like, go, I'm the white go, spine here. Go, I'm go. in the cage. Come I'm on. A, I'm I mean, distracting let's go. you. Go this ahead. Is crazy. I got too many. Adolin turned and <laughs> Adolin turned and smashed his shoulder into Relis who was stepping back into his stance, his shove through the black-plated man tumbling to the ground. And then with a shout, Adolin turned and met Abrobadar head-on as, as the man came dashing up to help. Adolin fell into stone stance himself, smashing his blade down again and again against Abrobadar's raised sword until he heard grunts and curses, until he could feel the fear coming off the man in orange like a stench, and could feel 
or again, could seize fear spread on the ground. I was just thinking that, like, where are the fear spread? Yeah. Ellet approached, wary as Relis scrambled up to his feet. Adolin fell back into wind stance and swept about himself in a wide, fluid motion. Ellet jumped away, and Abrobadar stumbled back, gauntleted hand against the wall of the arena. Adolin turned back toward Relis, who had recovered well all things considered. Still, Adolin got in a second strike at the champion's breastplate. Nice. If this had been a battlefield and these common foes, Relis would be dead. Ellet maimed. Adolin was yet untouched. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But they weren't common foes. They were shard bearers, and a second strike against Relis's breastplate didn't break the armor. Adolin was forced to turn on Abrobadar before he wanted to, and the man was now braced for the fury of the assault, sword raised defensively. Adolin's barrage didn't stun him this time. The man weathered it while Ellet and Relis got into position. I just need to, and something crashed into Adolin from behind. Jakimov. Adolin had taken too long and had allowed the fourth man, his supposed friend, to get into position. Adolin spun about, moving into a puff of stormlight, rising from his, oh, his back plate, right? He raised his sword into Jakimov's into next attack, but that opened his left flank. Ellet swung, hammer crashing at Adolin's side, plate cracked, and the blow shoved Adolin off balance. He swept around himself, growing desperate. This time his foes didn't back away. Instead, Jakimov charged in, head down, not even swinging. Smart man. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. That in, in the midst of this fury, these attacks, he, it's, he's thinking smart man. Like he's commenting on, you know, that's a good move. Yeah, game can appreciate that's, game, right? Like he's Yeah, isn't that that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, his great. green armor his green armor was unscored, even though the move let Adolin slam his sword down and hit the man on the back, it threw Adolin completely out of of, of his stance. Adolin stumbled backward, barely keeping from being thrown to the ground as Jakimov crashed into him. Adolin shoved the man aside, somehow keeping hold of his shard blade. But the other three moved in, blows raised on his shoulder's helm, breastplate, storms, that hammer hit hard. Adolin's head rang from a blow. He'd almost done it. He'd let himself grin as they beat on him. Four at once, and he'd almost done it. I yield, he said, voice muffled by his helm. They continued attacking. He said it louder. And nobody listened. He raised his hand to signal to the judge to stop the proceedings, but someone slammed his arm downward. No, Adolin thought, swinging about himself in a panic. The judge could not end the fight. If he left this duel alive, he would do so as a cripple. So? <sighs> Holy jeez. So what do you think about this little scene here? Um, he That's he p- puts up a fucking good fight, bro. Like, well, it's over. Like, well, that's they're it? they're surrounding him, dude. They they have him in like full flank. Like in D and D terms, these four guys all have an advantage, 
and right <laughs> they're they're using deadly weapons he's got his whole back plate cracked <sighs> and like he's losing stormlight quickly it is not looking good for our, our buddy can I look ahead in a nope. couple of pages? No, let's just keep you know talking. You get nervous I, when you're I got reading. A, yeah, yeah. I got a couple. I got a couple <laughs> oh things God. here I want to say. Um, okay, say some things. Okay, I so want to keep going, but whoa! I just got a couple of things here. I want to say that um, I, when I was prepping this, I was doing some prep at work on my break, and I was listening to the audiobook, and I, I didn't have yeah. uh, Brobadar's. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have his spelling, so I had to write down what I heard, and I what I heard was uh, as his name. Yeah, uh, bro. Like bro, yo, bro, a uh, bro, bad hour. So that's uh, literally in my notes. A uh, bro, bad hour. A uh, bro, bad hour. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yet again, that uh, uh, oh, let the rhythm my. of his heart guide the beating of his sword is just yeah. incredible. It's so it's great. so good. But so in the next paragraph, um, when he said like that whole attack that the just the the text was wonderful until he could feel the fear coming off the man in orange like a stench yeah and could and could see the fear spread on the ground oh my god it's so good Mm -hmm. he's okay well looks like he's gonna lose this fight but he's probably fought the best he's ever had in his life the other thing i gotta mention is zale zale man so great this guy's the grumpiest fuck in the world doesn't care about nobody but he's said to us in the past he considers the Colin family yeah. f- family to him, so of course he would mm-hmm. be here, right? Right. So right. Yeah, it's really great. I don't want the, <laughs> I don't want this to happen. What I don't I don't think I want what's about to happen happen. Um, keep going, buddy. Um, I'm okay, in front of you, Jack. Listen, I'm right here with you. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're all here with you, Jack. Thanks, thanks, buddy. That's it, Delinar said, watching the four shard bearers take turns coming in to swing at Adolin, who is obviously disoriented, barely able to fight them off. The rules allow Adolin to have help, so long as his side is disadvantaged, one less than Relis's team. Elokar, I'll need your shard blade. <gasps> what? Keep going. No, Elokar said. The king sat with folded arms beneath the shade. Those around them watched the duel. No. The beating in silence. Right, it's no longer a duel. Yeah. Elokar, Dalinar said, turning, that is my son. You're without plate, Elokar said. If you take the time to put some on, you'll be too late. If you go down, you won't save Adolin. You'll simply lose my blade as well as all the others. Dalinar clenched his teeth. There was a drop of wisdom in that, and he knew it. Aelin was finished. They needed to end the match now and not put more on the line. You could help him, you know, Sadius's voice. Hmm. Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. Dalinar spun toward the man. The dueling conventions don't forbid it, Sadius said, speaking loudly enough for Dalinar to hear. Oh, it's such a forked tongue. Dude, thing to read. We've talked. We've you know? talked about this. I don't want to break up the uh, the, the flow here, but we've talked about yeah. Sadius and how great he's written. Ugh. Like th- th- yeah, th- he's... this scene here is one of my favorite. Like just the way that all these words just drip out of his mouth, like the saliva mm-hmm. out of an alien xenomorph. Like it's just. Well, it's, you know what it is though. It's venom. It's oh, just yeah. venom. It's so good, dude. He's so great. I checked to make sure. Young Adolin can be helped by up to two people. The Blackthorn I once knew would have been down there already, 
fighting with a rock if he had to. I guess you're not that man anymore. Hmm. Dalinar sucked in a breath and then stood. Hello, Car. I'll pay the fee and borrow your blade r by right of the tradition of the king's blade. You won't risk it that way. I'm going to fight. Elokar caught him by the arm, standing. Don't be a fool, uncle. Listen to him. Do you see what he's doing? He obviously wants you to go down and fight. Dalinar turned to meet the king's eyes, pale green, like his father's. Uncle, Elokar said, grip tightening on his arm. Listen to me for once. Be a little paranoid. Why would Sadius want you down there? It's so that an, inch, an accident can occur. He wants you removed, Dalinar. I guarantee that if you step onto those sands, all four will attack you straight out. Shardblade or none, you'll be dead before you get into stance. Dalinar puffed in and out. Elokar was right. Storm him, but he was right. Dalinar had to do something, though. A murmur rose from the watching crowd, whispers like scratches on paper. Dalinar spun to see that someone else had joined the battle, stepping from the preparation room, shard blade held nervously in two hands, but wearing no plate. Renarin. Oh no. Dude, I got goosebumps all over my body and I got tears coming to my eyes. Oh my god, that is so amazing. <sighs> that is so amazing. Whew. We're... Are, are we? Well, I, I can't ask you this, but are, I'm. I'll just say it out loud. Are, are we getting the death of Renarin here? Is that what I we're mean, about I can't, to get? I, we can't say. I can't say whether or not we are getting it or not. It's it's uh, the whatever is going to happen is coming up. The one you know, thing I do want to highlight here so before great. we uh, we move on is the king is quite gutsy right here, saying no to Dalinar. He never says no to Dalinar. He no, he doesn't, and he's and he's also smart enough to see. And brave enough to say so to Dalinar that, listen, this is stupid. You're going to fall into to, to Sadius's trap here. He wants you to go down there without plate. Right. Those are four experienced shard bearers down there. And you're yeah. going to go down there with my blade? Like, you're going to get killed. Well, well Renarin does have plate. Renarin is not wearing plate. Oh, sorry, but wearing no plate, sorry. Right, because right. remember he was wearing the colon blue, right. not the bridge four uniform. Right. So he wouldn't have had time to put plate on. He owns plate, he wouldn't have had time to put plate on. Just like Elokar said to Dalinar, it would take too long, and then you would it, the match would be over. Oh, it's his brother, dude. This is not good. And so but I mean, what a moment. What a moment, like, where Dalinar... The Blackthorn is thinking of stepping in. He wants to go in. The king is saying, Uncle, listen to me for once. You're being goaded mm -hmm. by Sadius. Do not fall into his trap. And then, I mean, what a great moment. It's so visual too with, you know, the, um, you know, the, the, the entrance way. Is it, how is it, how is it to, uh, stepping in, f stepping from the preparation room? Yeah. Right. Just Cause we Bernard, know he's there, Bernard right? Entering yeah. the ring. Yeah. Well, to, well, to be honest with you for a split second, I, I didn't know who it was and i thought maybe it was going to be kaladin right um but kaladin but isn't is, Carly, yeah, is, kaladin's not the preparation room he's with the king right he's no, protecting the king with six yeah. other men so okay we we got to read on this yeah, is crazy keep going one one of the attackers how many more pages do i get to know you got <laughs> i like can't flip ahead two this or is three so more pages you have two more scenes okay one of the attackers moved away plated feet crunching on sand 
Adolin threw himself in that direction, battering his way out from among the three others. He spun and backed away. His plate was starting to feel heavy. That's not a good sign. No. How much stormlight had he lost? We literally just got an example no. of this when he fought Ellet, when he gave him a thousand cuts and then he drained all the stormlight. Yeah. So yeah, we drained we, all and he's just, mm-hmm. Adeline knows mm. firsthand what that's with like. With right? Yeah. He was able just to push him over with right. his hand. Yeah, exactly. Like, no broken sections, he thought, keeping his sword toward the three other men who fanned out to advance on him. He could maybe. No, time to end this. He felt a fool, but better to live, sorry, but better a live fool than a dead one. He turned toward the high judge to signal his surrender. Surely she could see him now. Adolin. Relis said, prowling forward, his plate leaking from small cracks on his chest. Now, we wouldn't want to end this prematurely, would we? What glory do you think will come of such a fight? Adolin spat back, sword held carefully, ready to give the signal. You think people will cheer you for beating a man four against one? This isn't for honor, Relis said. It's simple punishment. Oh... Mm -hmm. Adolin snorted. Only then did he notice something on the other side of the arena, Renarin in in colon blue, holding a wobbly shard blade and facing down Abrobadar, who stood with sword on his shoulder as if completely unthreatened. Renarin, Adolin shouted. What in the storms are you doing? Go back! Abrobadar attacked, and Renarin parried awkwardly, Renarin had done all of his sparring in shard plates so far, but hadn't had the time to fetch his plate. Abrobadar's blow just about knocked the weapon from Renarin's hands. Now, Relis said, stepping closer to Adolin, Abrobadar there is fond of young Renarin and doesn't want to hurt him, so he'll just keep the young man engaged. Make a good fight of it. So long as you're willing to keep up what you promised and have a good duel with us. Surrender like a coward, or get the king to end the bout, and Brobadar's sword might just slip. Mm-hmm. felt a panic rising. He looked toward the high judge. She could call this on her own, if she felt it had gone too far. She sat imperiously in her seat, watching him. Adolin thought he saw something behind her calm expression, they got to her, he thought. With a bribe, perhaps. Yeah. Adolin tightened his grip on his blade and looked back toward his three foes. You bastards, he whispered. Jakimav, how dare you be a part of this? Jakimav didn't reply, and Adolin could not see his face behind his green helm. So, Relis said, shall we? Adolin's response was a charge. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Are we at the tail end of the chapter here? This is the this, this is, is the last in, scene. Yeah. That's so, last page. So it's kind of ingenious of these guys to be like, listen, he's just going to go over there and keep your brother busy. He's not going to get yeah. harmed as long as you don't get out of yeah. this fight. You keep fighting, you coward, kind of thing. Don't give up this fight. Relis is like he said earlier. He's trying to punish me. Yeah. This isn't for honor. It's yeah. simple no, punishment. No, it's for punishment. Right. 
Okay, we we, we got to finish. Do you this have one. anything else you want to think about, say, say or anything no, before we're I, done? No, okay. I, I don't. I don't. Okay. I, I right now. I mean, it's very unusual because normally I have so much to say, but this this is a very different chapter okay. in terms of um, uh, of its intensity. Hang on. Okay. okay. Go ahead. Uh, here we go. Dalinar reached the judge's seat, which sat on its own small stone dais hanging out a few inches over the dueling grounds. Brightness Isto was a tall, graying woman who sat with hands in her lap, watching the duel. She did not turn as Dalinar stepped up beside her. It is time to end this, Isto, Dalinar said. Call the fight. Award the victory to Relis and his team. The woman kept her eyes forward, watching the duel. Did you hear me? Dalinar demanded. She said nothing. Fine, he said. I'll end it then. I am High Prince here, Dalinar, the woman said. In this arena, my word is the only law granted me by the authority of the king. She turned to him. Your son has not surrendered, and he is not incapacitated. The terms of the duel have not been met, and I will not end it until they have been. Have you no respect for the law? <laughs> In his face, right? Wow. Yeah. Dalinar ground his teeth together, then looked back at the arena. Renarin fought one of the men. The lad had barely any training in the sword. In fact, as Dalinar watched, Renarin's shoulder began to twitch, pulling up toward his head. Violently. One of his fits. Oh, Aelin no. fought the other three having cast himself among, among them again. He fought marvelously, but could not fend off all of them. The three surrounded him and struck. The pauldron on Adolin's left shoulder exploded into a burst of molten metal. Bits trailing smoke through the air, the main chunk of it skidding to the sands a short distance away. That left Adolin's flesh exposed to the air and to the blades facing him. Please, Almighty. Dalinar turned upon the stands full of spectating light eyes. You can watch this, he shouted at them. My sons fight alone. There are shard bearers among you. Is there not one of you who will fight with them? He scanned the crowd. The king was looking at his feet. Amaram, what of Amaram? Dalinar found him seated near the king. Dalinar met the man's eyes. Amaram looked away. No. What has happened to us? Dalinar asked. Where is our honor? Honor is dead, a voice whispered from beside him. Dalinar turned and looked at Captain Kaladin. He hadn't noticed the bridgeman walking down the steps behind him. Kaladin took a deep breath, then looked at Dalinar. But I'll see what I can do. If this goes poorly, take care of my men. Spear in hand, he grabbed the edge of the wall and flung himself over, dropping to the sands of the arena floor below. <laughs> wow, yes. that's awesome. Yes.
Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. <laughs> are, is that the chat? That's it? That's that's all That's you, it. That's you're all. You're, you're not allowed to look at the next page until we're ready to, okay. Uh, okay. Um, to record next well, time. Let's talk about yeah. that was amazing. Honor is dead. And, and Honor is dead. Honor is. But I'll see what I can do. <laughs> it's just amazing. What a great line. Where is our honor? Honor is dead. Yeah. Let's talk about this last scene here. Um, uh, Renarin is literally experiencing the thing that he fears the most, which is having a fit during an important moment where he needs to I be know. a soldier. He's literally having what? his worst fears, you know, upon him, which is horrible. The um, you know what? It just, I mean, the the fact that Renarin went in is definitely the highlight of this chapter mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, and him, him going into one of his fits, it just shows the bravery of, of, of his brother. Like, I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't know about you, but if you, did you have tears in your eyes? Like I was, yeah, yeah dude, I was like, I've read it like seven intense. times or whatever. And I still get choked up. Wow. Amazing. That was That's amazing. Great. Yeah. Amaram looks away. What a fucking coward. But Kaladin is going in. Kaladin's going in. No shard blade. <sighs> No shard plate. Well, how come? How come we're not doing the live read on the next chapter? <laughs> like, does the right? next chapter deal with right. it? Like, it, well, I mean, let's fucking hope so. Oh, that's where the book ends. There is no more book. The series ends right there. <laughs> the series <laughs> is over. Okay. Um, wow. I'm. I th I'm so I glad that, about, that we did this. I thought about doing a live read for the next one too, but I mean, I sure. this is the one that was really kind of requested by everyone, so I thought it was the best one to do. Yeah. Um, it's so good. So a couple of, a couple of quick notes uh, here that I have that I wanted to talk about before we, um, sure. uh, move off this scene. Um, the, the high judge is completely bought. I think Adeline is, uh, um, is right when she's not even looking at Dalinar, it's either she's bought off or she's got like, um, a really, uh, um, an odd sense of the rules. Well, like or, or that she, or she's trying to get revenge on Adeline for all the times he fought unorthodoxly like in her arena right right so right. we know that they have some yep. history because of that um the other thing too that whenever i read that line the honor is dead but i'll see what i can do yeah. it reminds me of that booming voice that kaladin had before that right you know that, that in his head when he was having that dream was and the the, the dream voice called him son of honor child of Tanabast. Right. And so right. the honor thing, uh, I'll see what yeah, I can yeah. do. It's just so great, man. It wells up all these like goosebumps on me. It's just so awesome. It's so good. What, what, what's amazing about it is, you know, in the absence of honor, there isn't any, well, I, I will be it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I, I, I will rise to the occasion. Right. I mean, it, it, it just, it, it's Kaladin leaping across the chasm. Mm -hmm. It it's totally exactly, is. It's, it's totally, it's exactly like that, except it's slightly different. You're right. Well, think of the, uh, think of his second ideal, right? I'll protect those who, yeah. who can't protect themselves. Who can't protect themselves. Right. Yeah. Oh, this is amazing. It's, it's really great. good. Yeah. I, but honestly, I was uh, a nervous Nelly this whole time. I, I'd mentally prepared myself for character death. Right. Well, what I this fight isn't over yet, so don't get too comfortable, bro. Um, do you have any highlights for this <laughs> chapter at all? <laughs> Renarin. Yeah, that's my, I said it too, knowing full, this is my it's highlight, no, knowing full well that he would be useless in a fight, yeah. Renarin goes in anyways. Dude, yeah, this is like when he ran anyway. out in the Chasm Fiend hunt going, father, is there anything I can right. do to help? This is exactly that moment, <laughs> but with his brother, right? Right. Yeah. That, no, it's Renarin all the way. I mean, that moment and right at the end, uh, honor is dead. Yeah. 
It's great. But I'll see what I can do. Uh, I, it doesn't get any better than that. What, what a great chapter. It's great. You know what else is great? A live info, info dump? dump. Hey, we didn't do an info <laughs> hey. dump when we recorded the first chapter before. And now that we're doing the live read, I figured it would be an okay. interesting thing to do an info dump here. Yeah. So this is an info Let's dump do the combo. Mo- mainly for the first chapter that we did, which was the rules of the game. Mm-hmm. This is the chapter the when the um, uh, Adeline, um, Shallant, and uh, Kaladin ride in the carriage together. Wit's there. So here's mm-hmm. a, just a kind of a quick uh, uh, info dump for that. Um, the text that separates the arts into genders. Remember they talked about how Wit was like, isn't it funny that the woman who wrote yep. the uh, uh, the book that that gave the women all the fun jobs and all the men getting poked right. with spears? And all the men. Yeah, that mm-hmm, text is mm-hmm. called Art and Majesty, just to uh, give us a reference for it. I, I looked it up. Art art and Majesty? Yeah, it doesn't say who wrote it, but the person who did write it a long time ago uh, named it Art and Majesty. Um, like horse and hound. Yeah. I love that line when, like, <laughs> yeah, like horse and hound, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, um, the chasm, the ch- Wit talks about chasm fiends having a hard time singing because uh, they're uh, has, having a hard time tuning their tonic chords and maintaining intonation. Ch- yeah, I, mean, I thought that was so yeah. funny. I don't know if that's just a joke or if maybe chasm fiends can really sing and they have a hard time doing it. Who knows? <laughs> it's uh, it, I, 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 That is funny. Uh, 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 a chasm, uh, I I would like to see that maybe a, a choir of them a, singing a, a Ave Maria or something singing. would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. um, I like uh, how uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly like a barbershop quartet of <laughs> ba boom, ba boom, yeah, exactly. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time. <laughs> uh, um, the, uh, Thanks the, for coming out to the Shattered Plains, everybody. Uh, yeah, uh, the Natan people uh, used to farm the entire area of the Shattered Plains, which is really interesting. Right, Wh- that's what Wit said. Wit and again, that, yeah. what's what it. Interesting that he knows that, right? We covered that mm. in in the podcast, but um, the reason I, why I bring that, it up that, is that, that he says that um, the um, actual stuff Lattice. that they farm is smaller than what you're used to at home, and yet again we get this reference of things are slightly different here than you're used to at home. Remember, Shalon and Adeline right. both previously have mentioned that, yeah. you know, the uh, things kind of act differently here at the Shattered Plains. So I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, thought it was cool. Um, the seraphim is larger, and yeah. mm-hmm, the seraphim is a creature with bulbous eyes and four tentacles we don't get a super detailed explanation of what it is but it sounds gross i just wanted to bring it up because it, it sounds fucking it, gross. well Aileen, i think Aileen's observation was that's the ugliest thing i've ever seen <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then they talk about a um, well, how do you really feel how do you uh, I, I feel like it's fucking gross um there's uh there's another the other creature that they see another creature they see is a kremlin with overly large claws and to me i said is right. that a lobster like are they literally talking about a fucking lobster because could be a rock lobster they could put some fucking butter on that shit and eat it up like they could boil it alive and then <laughs> just put some butter on it i don't know if they have butter oh, they don't have cows so maybe not some don't boil things some chasm fiend butter like you'd have to milk the chasm fiends all right let's move on um <laughs> <laughs> the uh colorful chicken i think could either be a macaw mm. or a wild parakeet that have that red blue green kind of vibrant coloring um for me i seem to think that it's probably a macaw you know the beak is the armor it has the carapace in the front of its face um so yeah i just yeah i, I in my, my head canon it's i, probably I imagine i imagine something like more you know, fantastical mm-hmm. than my, it might have been mind. a chicken that had those colors too but i'm pretty sure that mm-hmm. chicken is just a blanket word here for for all for birds. all birds yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. the dueling arena is built into one of the crater-like formations like the large ones that all the war camps are built in um i think mm-hmm. the interesting part here is that these formations were already here when they got here which is 
like right. almost kind of set up for it like already so it's uh it's very interesting and then the last thing i have here is actually the only thing that i could really I mean, there was a lot of preparation for this one, but I wanted to point out mm-hmm. uh, wine stance or vine stance, I should say, um, vine stance, which is like yeah. slow and steady with quick lunges. Um, this is a new mm-hmm. stance that we haven't really heard talk about before. Um, so no, yeah, it's, I like uh, it. Yeah, I like it too. I, like I know it. that you're a big fan of the, all the stances, like the you know lightsaber mm-hmm. uh, uh, styles, and these uh, these stances are kind of similar to it. So, well, comparing them to combat maneuvers in D and D, like it, like there's just there's so many lines that can be drawn so many parallels to to, uh, yeah. to things like that or or even even to these odes like i'm really looking forward to um knowing more about what amram might be undergoing in accepting this this new title and new position mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so, any any last thoughts before we uh we end the episode well i was that was i was very nervous again like i said i feel a bit relieved actually to be honest with you because I know the battle's not over, so I understand that, Mm -hmm. but I had prepared for this for death and I didn't get death. So that's better for me. I can all sleep easier tonight. Sleep better tonight. Until we read the next chapter next week. No death is like CBD. You're just like nice and chill now and you can have a good sleep. (laughs) All your muscles are nice and relaxed. I kept, I I mean, I kept thinking every time I was, you know, as we were reading, as as I was reading this, I kept thinking, okay, this is the moment where this happened. So I I thought Renarin was going to, uh, to die. Um, And then I, and then uh, whenever Dalinar approached the, uh, Isto, and and then he turned around. I thought, oh, this is it. This mm. is where Dalinar gets assassinated. Like I thought, I thought Dalinar was going to die right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he um, probably would have if Elokar had not but, made him see the light. Well, I may, maybe no, but I but I I should have I should have thought about Kaladin being being right beside him, and um, you know, it's perfect because. You get you get Renarin showing his his bravery, mm-hmm. and then you also get Kaladin being able to come in and um, hopefully turn this around. Mm-hmm. Another little, so. nice little point that I uh, we didn't mention. I know it's that's a minor thing, but I liked how Adeline mm-hmm. um, enjoyed the fact mm-hmm. that Cal put two guards on Shalon. He like acknowledged it. Yeah. And acknowledged uh, it. You know, yeah. the, these three yeah. in the previous chapter that we had just done, like, you know, we're kind of at odds and now kind of became closer yeah. for some reason. And it's just really great. You know, I'm, I'm a sucker for yeah. a bromance. I'm a sucker for a romance too, but I'm a sucker for a bromance. Yeah. So bromance, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Um, I love but it yeah, too. So that's yeah. the, uh, that's the end of the episode, everyone. Um, we want wow. to give a big thanks to all the people that are uh, on the discord right now, listening live. Yeah, you heard it, all the people that are not on the Discord. Everyone got to listen to this live read live. So if you're interested in doing that and being part of all this, you can go to patreon.com slash heroes of and sign up for the Discord. This is just one of the many things that we're doing here. Um, normally, I would go through the list of patrons. Like lately, in the last like three or four episodes, I've actually been going. Mm. None of you have heard this yet, but the, the, the next few episodes that are coming out, I'm actually going through the entire list of the patrons and saying, saying thank you to everybody. I'm not going to subject mm-hmm. the people that are on Discord right now to that list, but uh, we'll do it again next time so if you are interested in being part of this uh this great community that we're building up go to here uh, patreon uh, patreon.com slash heroes of if you want to reach out to us you can do so at heroes of a cather at uh, gmail.com you can always hit us up on twitter at heroes of one or reach us at the storm pod on instagram that's probably the best place to get to us because i'm always checking out stormlight archive art it's just so much it's actually the 
low key the biggest thing the best thing that's happened since we did this because i get to see so much art and mm. i get to interact with artists and asking permission and just being in dialogue with them it's just it's an honor to be even just talking to all these great artists it's so great um but yeah so that's the episode everybody um we love you very much thanks for listening until next time take care everybody the storm pod is brought to you by heroes of Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the heroes of Akathra. <laughs>